Tony Dunn, and not to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast. What's the deal, Panther Nation? It's the C3 Panthers Podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com. My name's Tony Dunn, and we're the longest-running C3... We're the longest-running Panthers Podcast on the interwebs, in your earbs, on the webs, everywhere you go. And we hear every night this week, it feels like. We've got a fantastic show for you tonight. Can Steve Wilkes cure David Tepper's Uptown Blues is the question. Uptown, funk you up. Uptown, funk you up. Oh, you would have never heard that if David Tepper wouldn't have brought you music, folks. Oh, we got so much to talk about, whether it be Steve Wilkes' uh, press conference. And also, 9.30 tonight, we've got Matt Rule coming on the show to talk about um, his recent departure from the Carolina Panthers and uh, what he will be looking forward to uh, now that he is no longer coaching, but still a 63 millionaire. At the expense of old, salty, salty David Tepper. And we're here to do all of that and hang out and talk about the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. I'm going to do it with my wheel man, Cody Lashney. How you doing? Tony Dunn, only what, five games into the season, we have entered a new era of Panther football. That's right. Steve Wilkes has been given the impossible task of turning around the hapless uh, determined Carolina Panthers that are hungry for a victory, man. He faces an uphill battle. Um, a lot of us are wondering, should we be looking forward to the draft? Should we believe that Steve Wilkes has the magic stuff to be able to turn this around? Tony Dunn, there's so much to discuss tonight. Rumors that your boy, once again, I don't know when I became the rumor, the rumor breaking guy here, the source breaking guy. But there's more rumors about Christian McCaffrey trades, Robbie Anderson trades. But Tony Dunn, you know we're going to do it with the best damn Panther fans in all of YouTube. You already know him and love him. It's Action Jack, our man Drew, Bronze Max, CJA, James Island Panther, JD864, Michael Davis, Joey the Black Panther, Esquivel, Michael Johnson, Kenneth, my man, Panther Pickle, what's up? Russ Gould, Shuckhead Batal, Skunk Ape Mysteries, Sideshow Rob, Underground West, Your Bastard Son, White Chocolate Espresso, Yonels, and Zach Altman. Tony Dunn, ain't nothing to it but to do it. Let's roll. It's been a uh, interesting week for the Carolina Panthers after a blowout on Sunday for against the San Francisco 49ers. The questions came about what would Matt Rule's future be, and yesterday they were answered as news broke that uh, David Tepper had decided to part ways with Matt Rule. So we got a, a lot to talk about yesterday. We had a crazy, awesome show, and uh, David Tepper gave us a lot to talk about because his press conference was not the uh, most polished, or I'm sure if he could redo it, he uh, would love to probably take that back. So we're going to have 
uh, we'll, we'll be talking about some of the aspects of that. But also, not only that, again, I told you, 9.30, Matt Rule going to come on and talk about uh, his departure. And tomorrow night, this one's the real one, though. Mm-hmm. This is the real one. Tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, Jonathan Stewart's going to be joining us for the beat check as we catch up with former Panther legend and running back uh, Jonathan Stewart. This is the second running back I've had the ability to talk with in the past. Uh, we, I did an interview with Deshaun Foster a long time ago. This one is going to be fun as we get uh, Jonathan Stewart, who has been uh, was on that Super Bowl team where Coach Wilkes was, and Coach Wilkes has brought this up in his press conference. CK, uh, yeah. Coach Wilkes today gave a press conference, and it, to me it was a breath of fresh air. Um, as he talked to the, his, it just felt like all of a sudden we got a guy who just is a leader, who's strong, gracious, um, poised, and he just got it done today, man. Today is a new day. Is Steve Wilkes, uh, kind of a hometown hero, and not kind of a hometown hero, member of, from West Charlotte, right? Is uh, taking over as the interim head coach. And, uh, you know, a fan favorite, a fan yeah. favorite. And you just hope it's more than uh, what they did to Cam, where they're just trying to court right. fan interest here. But he really seems poised for the job at this point. Yeah, I mean, he seems poised for the job. I think uh, there is still concern among fans and people that liked uh, Steve Wilkes that maybe he was uh, just going to be a scapegoat of sorts um, with, uh, with his, uh, you know, coming into a broken situation right now. Uh, but as of right now, man, I think there's a lot of optimism uh, looking at this uh, team moving forward. So I think that there's going to be uh, some things to look forward to. Uh, but the good news for this chat is they get to CC three three days in a row. And so uh, not to not to <laughs> that's a bit of a, a, a tongue twister. Nailed it. Yeah, it is. You get to CC three three days in a row, and wow. uh, and uh, that's uh, that's what, maybe four days tomorrow night. But uh, it's not as uh, not as catchy. Is it for you to say? <laughs> Impressive. <laughs> CC three three days in a row, and tomorrow will be CC four days in a row. CC three four days in a row. CC <laughs> three cow. four days in a row. <laughs> this Holy is making my cow. head hurt. <laughs> I know. Uh, but you magic know what? pipes and the magic tongue. Look there at you that. go. There you go. I Ooh. saw this TikTok today, and it was this girl crying. She said she ate an edible. She thought she went deaf, and she watched the whole movie on mute. <laughs> I, died, I died laughing i mean it's probably fake but anyway uh look it's the c3 panthers podcast the longest running panthers podcast with all of those great uh all of those great fans in, in the chat room and they guess what they do they call in we had a bunch of calls yesterday uh at a five and a half hour live stream as we watched all of this and boy and it was i know it sounds wild but like we could have kept going and to be honest like there were people want to talk people want to know people want to vent uh and we got the place for you to do it the number is 252-228-5098 we'll be taking your calls in the second hour of the show at this point so we're going to try to get through some material and power through again matt rule at 9 30 cat calls at in the second hour and uh tomorrow night jay stew but before we get to those people, we got to get to the bat daddy, the stat daddy, Greg. How you doing, man? We have not had the luxury of talking to you since the good news happened. 
Yeah, I know. I I know. I sprung the news early in the morning. Uh, I was actually eating brunch with some friends, and you know, my friend was like, "So, what do you think about Matt Rule being fired?" And I was like, "Wait a second, what?" He said, "Yeah, I just got an alert." I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." I messaged <laughs> you guys first. I heard about it, uh, and then yeah. I had as the day off a bunch of things, honey do list, and you know, things around the house that I needed to get done. Last time I had to cut the yard and all that good stuff. So, yeah. uh, then I came on and realized like four and a half hours in, y'all were in a stream, and I was like, "Wow, okay." <laughs> so we doing this, this thing we doing yeah. that y'all were doing big we out here boy but, uh i didn't expect Booyaka, this boy. to be truly honest with you i really <laughs> didn't tony i thought we were going with the uh the the straighten of the iceberg uh right theory. And yeah me too the only thing i don't like about this is we're in a predicament because both options are bad either steve wilkes looks really terrible as a head coach yeah or he does well and we just end up six and twelve or six and 11. Yeah. And then you kind of slide out of that first round draft pick. Is that as we were Mm -hmm. talking about tank and, you know, is a, you know, I got, I was so, you know, moved and excited by Steve Wilkes press conference today. I'm coming out going, man, we're going to win some games. Now we're going to win some games. A lot of people are feeling that way. He just feels more poised than Matt rule did. Matt rule just, uh, I've, you don't want to kick a dog when he's down. But he's got $63 million to kick out of him. The, the, the thing is, is this, is I just felt like we got caught. We thought he was a preacher, and it turned out to be a used car salesman. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I wanted to make sure that we get to our order of business uh, before we jump into the show in earnest. CK, warm up them pipes, Big Papa, because you know what? We got a brand new member of the C3 Super Fan Club. Welcome this man to the crew. <coughs> Michael Johnson, I have one thing to say to you as you've joined an elite group of human beings. People who have decided to support this squad, this group of humans that decide to show up every week, week in, week out, bad seasons, great seasons, off seasons, no new seasons. And you've hit that join button and became a C3 super fan. Welcome to the club. Appreciate you, Michael. You can be a C3 super fan today. Look for the join button. Just $1.99 helps continue to grow this podcast. And uh, as we continue to expand and bring uh, more coverage, get more equipment, more things going, even look, Cody Lashney got that cool mic. You can, he got it peeking Ooh. out. It's peeking out up there. It's like the Joe Rogan mic right there. We Ooh. love it, man. We're glad to hook him up with all of that. Hopefully all that new yep. equipment is going to be working good for him. But you guys can help support this show as we continue to grow, continue to do more guests, continue to get more content by smashing the thumbs up button, subscribing, and being a C3 super fan. Don't forget, tonight's show brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped. Uh, actually, I'm going to bring up the promo right here. Manscaped, uh, we've, if it's the number one, I guess, it's the number one product for male grooming. You want to keep it clean? You want to keep it fresh? You want to stay fresh and clean, unlike Matt Rule? Who is ugh, ugh, <laughs> ugh? Yeah, he needs a manscape. He needed a manscape. He needed to clean up his act. Put the ball cream on, right? All these wonderful products right here. The lawnmower 4.0. Wonderful stuff right here. High quality products to keep yourself fresh and clean and ready for any moment. Should it occur, just like Steve Wilkes, the moment came and he was ready he was cleaned up he was perfect for the moment and you can do that with manscape products 
by going to manscaped.com using the promo code Panthers, uh, 20% off your order plus free shipping. Make sure you use the promo code Panthers. That's the promo code Panthers. Keep it clean, keep it fresh, just like Steve Wilkes. It's fresh and so clean. Let's get into the show, Cody. Yeah, man, let's end to it. But to do it like uh, like I always say, and listen, the first order of business is none other than our man, Steve Wilkes. And one of the the things that uh, that he said that's resonating with the Panther fan base today uh, is his reference to keep pounding at what it means. He says, we're at the point in our season that it's about keep pounding. In order for us to turn this around, that's the mindset that we have to have. And, you know, David Tepper in his press conference almost kind of took a jab at the organization that he owns and saying that we've never had a culture of winning here in, in the Carolinas before. And Steve Wilkes himself knows that that is untrue because he was a part of some of the most winning Carolina Panther teams that there has ever been. So if the Panthers are ever going to return to form, this really has Panther fans feeling like he's the man that's going to be able to make it happen. Uh, I mean, this man uh, has a ton of NFL experience. He's very highly touted by players and coaches alike. And I'm telling you, man, we were all very down in the dumps. But there is now a large contingent of Panther fans that they have some wind in their sails now. They feel like Steve Wilkes might be just what the doctor ordered uh, in order for these Panthers to continue to be successful. Uh, and we're going to you know, uh, parse through some of the clips uh, here a little bit later on. But I kind of just want to take a temperature now that everybody has heard Steve Wilkes. What are your feelings? For Steve going forward, do you think that this man has the potential to change our fortunes? You know, he's going to be facing one giant problem. And Ron Rivera came out and said this this week. They asked, like, what's the difference between you and all the other teams? And he just said quarterback, which that's kind of messed up as he kind of threw some Carson Wentz under the bus. So he should say, dang, offensive line over there because Carson Wentz just under fire there. But at the same yeah. time, is that Steve Wilkes is going to be fo- facing a problem that uh, every that the Carolina Panthers have been facing the entire time under Matt Rule, and that is no quarterback. P.J. Walker, not only does he not have a quarterback, the quarterbacks that we don't want to have are all hurt. So, like, it's P.J. Walker, and that's it right now. Sam, well, maybe we'll get some news on Sam Darnold. I would not be surprised if Sam Darnold is ready to go uh, tomorrow, um, or at least in a backup capacity, because, uh, you know, that, that was part of the Matt Rule failure, just not being a swing and miss, swing and miss, swing and miss on the quarterback. But at the same time, it wasn't just a quarterback for Matt Rule. It was just that every quarterback he had played the worst quarterback play they had ever played in their life, it seemed like. It was more than that. It was dysfunction. Um, I think this is that, if anything, I think uh, Steve Wilkes, just the kind of confidence, the composure he has, yeah, it it just commands respect, and I I don't know if I would just say this: if the fans didn't buy it from Matt Rule when he came out there and said all this bullshit, how did the players? Right. You know, if we're the ones sitting here going like, 
they're the ones that are super pros and run through what you know they're the ones that i feel like wilkes has commands look he's he's got pedigree he's got chops he isn't just some backup at penn state i mean this guy has been on super bowl teams as at least in a coaching capacity i need to go back and look at what his playing career was and things like that but at the same time it's like you hear the confidence you hear that he just sounds like a man and matt rule sounded like a salesman a snake oil salesman. I mean, we know that he has a lot of, uh, you know, he has a ton of NFL experience. And, and I think that really benefits this team right now. Also, the fact that this man is Charlotte born and bred. He's from this area. He went to West Charlotte for high school. Uh, I think, I believe he went to Johnson C. Smith at, uh, the, as, a, as his alma mater. Uh, listen, I, I really do think that Steve Wilkes, if anyone's going to be able to do it, it's going to be Steve. However, I don't want to come in here selling everyone uh, a false bill of goods. He faces a very uphill battle because this quarterback position, just it, it's not great right now. I mean, you're talking about Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, uh, and uh, Matt Corral all have lower, lower extremity injuries, right? And now you're depending on P.J. Walker. So... P.J. Walker has been able to step into the starting job before, but, man, that, that really is a tough out uh, for Steve Smith. and I mean, not for Steve, for Steve Wilkes. And I wouldn't be surprised if you see Jacob Eason very, very shortly elevated from the practice squad to the 53-man yeah, roster. Look, here's the thing about Steve Wilkes, and this is, like I said before, we're kind of in a predicament because I actually think he would be a good head coach, and I would like to give him a chance as a head coach, and I guess he's, he's going to get it right here. I just hate that he's going to come into such a shitty situation. What we get with Steve Wilkes, though, that we don't get from any other coach is the experience with this team. Excellent so point. We talked about how hard it would be to draw a good head coach in if we ended up being a 1-16 in 15, a 1 1-16 team with no draft picks and no real future aspects. But if you've got a guy who's already in the team that has that has the players' morale and they have respect for the guy, this is a good shot to have this guy who could be a good coach elevated to the right spot. The problem is, I think we're so far gone this season, you can't do anything but screw yourself by winning five or six more games. Right. I'd right. love to see it, but we're just you're just putting yourself behind the eight ball when you do that. He's if a, you, damn if you could have this with the number one pick next year and CJ Stroud, yeah, I'm for it. Uh, one one lesson I think we're gonna we've learned from Matt Rule right away is that if you're ever a head coach of a team, uh, or you become a head coach of a team, before you ever take the mic, the podium, or do anything, read about that team and their history, learn about that team, and learn about what the people have been through. And I would argue this is maybe David Tepper should do that. Yes. Yes. And Steve, is that the idea is history, like, go know? back and watch the 2003 Super Bowl, 2003, four Super Bowl, right? Go back and watch that Super Bowl and learn about that team and learn about what Dan Morgan went through and learn about some of the trials and tribulations. So you don't say boneheaded crap yeah. like David Tepper has ultimately done. And I think that, um, Ultimately, and maybe I'm just tired of the Yankee carpetbaggers at this point. CK, uh, let's warm the pipes up real quick, and then we'll get your thoughts on Steve Wilkes. So actually, uh, first, before you do that, just don't care. The man who clearly cares, and we love him for it. 
gives us a five dollar love bomb. We appreciate you, sir. And CK, okay, guess what? There's a brand new super fan, Big Papa. <clears throat> I have one thing to say to you, and well, I say I say one thing, but I turn out to be about fifteen different things. Natalie, welcome to the C three Super Fan Club. You've come in here. You said, you know what? I'm gonna support my boys. I'm going to come in here, show these guys who show up every single week, and I'm going to join the club. Well, I appreciate that. Welcome to the club. Thank you for your support. And anybody else hoping to join, there's a nice little, I can't remember the color, but I believe it's green, maybe blue. Join button there at the bottom of your screen or on the side of your screen, and you can support the stream by doing that. Thank you for joining. Welcome. We're hit, we just hit 200 viewers right now. Smash the thumbs up. Be a part of the show. The number is 252-228-5098. We'll be taking your calls in hour number two. Matt Rule will join us in a few minutes. I expect him at 2.30, but, you know, he may be a little – I don't expect him to be sluggish, but you never know. Sad, sad Matt Rule. Um you know, kind of, I guess, has, is he sad? He got to be happy. He got so I much mean, money. I mean, paid, dude's right? about, listen, <laughs> yeah, he might he paid. might be sitting at home for the next three years just despite David Tepper. Three years? He can sit at home for the rest of his life. Well, yeah, I know, but he, hey, uh, Tepper has to pay him if that's the case. Right, what I so, mean is, like, if he, if he goes and gets a job, it saves Tepper money. If he doesn't get a job, Tepper has to pay him. And so, like, there's, like, a, almost, I could see him getting a job that is backloaded by a college team. And it's like that way he doesn't offset his uh, salary. That David like he's Zephyr's. a free consultant for four years. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, so the, the Panthers, before we interview uh, our old head coach, the Panthers put out a bit of a hype video for, oh, our, this was for, our, new, for our new interim head coach. And um, everybody seemed to really enjoy it. Let's see what the fans think. My history with this organization is when we won three straight NFC South championships. The third straight year they are division champions. We went to a Super Bowl. The Carolina Panthers, champions of the NFC. Well, I know what it takes. It has to be taught that this is our mantra and this is what we're about. Yes, we do have a lot of young guys, uh, but we at that uh, that point in our season that it's about keep counting. And uh, in order for us to turn around, that's the mindset that we're going to have to have. can i tell you does it not not feel like our social media team likes him so much yes well everybody likes him so much tony showed us on on the live stream yesterday that people that worked uh on the panthers media team have since come out and said dude matt rule had his grubby little fingers and everything the Panthers did, including say so, and how the the social media team oh. would market things and put stuff out there. That's and the, crazy the immediate me. thing, the immediate thing that people said today was, "Is look, the social media team has been let out of jail right away." Yeah, it feels uh, like it, dude. Yeah, is that you get that? Um, man, they took advantage of that moment. They did a good job of taking advantage of that with Cam last year too. Yeah. I am worried. Like you, you brought that up. CK is is Steve is Steve Wilkes the feel good hire? 
a little bit. But no, I think he is the right guy for the job at this moment on this team. Like, there's no question about that. Like, it's if you're going right... to hire an interim coach, this is the guy that. Yeah, you need I to mean, be. on that staff, that's the dude that you got to get. The other thing, though, is is that slightly, I won't say a jab at Tepper, but you saw how upset Tepper got yesterday. And he said, well, we've never had a winning culture. And boy, they really emphasize that today. But at the end of the day, if you're Steve Wilkes, you almost have to like going against what David Tepper said. I mean, because if you think about it, I mean, think about guys like Steve Wilkes and Al Holcomb and the blood, sweat and tears that they put into this organization when the Panthers were kicking ass. When we were doing good, when we were three-time NFC South champions back to back to back, like that means something, not only yeah. to us fans, but to everyone in the organization. And I mean, it's not, it, you know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that David Tepper did not ingratiate himself yet again to Panther fans in his press conference yesterday. So really, I don't doubt it if Steve Wilkes knew coming into this press conference that he's probably going to be doing a little damage control for carpet bagging, but hurt billionaire that got in his feelings that beat reporters yesterday. So uh, I, I love Steve Wilkes. Um, and, and by the way, there's even some, uh, uh, he, he's aware of things. Did you yeah. all catch his uh, remarks to David Newton? Yeah. Uh, in, in today's press oh, conference. Yeah. I mean, it's just a familiarity that comes with stuff. And look, as I know, everybody's going to smash on David Newton like they always do. I want to play are... the clip because I have, right. a, clip. I have a, a Let's hear a clip. it. Let's hear it. It's because they were asked about the health of, I think, the quarterbacks at this point. So, yeah, so um, uh, he, was at, he was just about, um, and our guest is joining us here, but we'll, uh, I wanted to play this first just to show you how aware he is. Um, uh, David Newton asked him a question that was very redundant. It was about Baker Mayfield. Uh, he had already asked that. He had already been asked that before. And I felt like he had a funny little comeback to David. Um, David, I answered that probably about two seconds ago. And I will get the report uh, tomorrow uh, with the injury report. So, and, and, and David and I have history, so I'm just teasing him. <laughs> called him the wrong name called him joe that's a that's a dave newton special he did uh, he called him joe i didn't was even yeah he called him joe awesome. at the end that's awesome he that's did, great did, did it on purpose but listen you all uh, we're gonna have it's so the much moment time. you've been waiting for we're gonna have so much time to talk about steve wilkes but you know what we need to do a proper send-off to our prior head coach and let me tell you you know we have jonathan stewart tomorrow night but man, we might have the biggest guest that we've ever had yeah. right here, right now on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to you from his very own house, it's none other than the former head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Ladies and gentlemen, give a big round of applause for Matt Rule. Matt, how are you, man? Welcome. To the C three Panthers podcast, you, you know, yeah, it, it, I really do appreciate this because you know I was you know normally on a Tuesday night if you go you know watching tape, uh, but you know, I just want to say thank you for you know for you guys you know now it's some free time now I get to spend this time with you all so really really do thank you all so much. Really Man, I know it's been a tough a tough emotional couple of days. You've had a you know a big you know big time in coming into the NFL, uh, big transition, a lot of pressure 
and uh, a lot of questions over the last couple of weeks. Just uh, tell us kind of how you feeling as it's, you know, and I can't be good. It can't be a great feeling uh, to be let go in the middle of the season. How are you? Ha- how are you taking it? You know, I, you know, I was, I was actually thinking about this the other day. I was, I was thinking this was my family and uh, you know, I, I like to think that, yeah, you know, I definitely want to see things through. Yeah, it's, it's definitely something I want to do. But you know, I sit there and look at the end of the day, and I look at my bank account, knowing I'm going to make forty over, over forty million dollars in the next two years. I'm, I'm, I think it's going to be just fine. You know, at the you know, at the end of the day, and I, you know, I got college there. I, I know I can get any job I want. All those cushy college jobs, I know I can go and get those. And I, I know for us, you know, my family. At the end of the day, there's definitely some things that we definitely can do uh, moving forward. But I'll definitely make sure I go back, check the tape, see what I did wrong, and make sure I have a good resume going forward. That sounds really smart. That sounds really smart. Matt, once again, thank you for being on here. Um, you know, I've been listening to a lot of interviews from Panther players the past couple of weeks. And one of the things I've noticed to be maybe the most consistent thing about the Carolina Panthers is you always hear a ping pong table going in the background. It almost seems as though the Panther players at this point are better at playing ping pong than playing football. Do you think maybe you should have removed that ping pong table a little bit earlier or maybe even at all? Uh, well, for my guys, one thing we always we have a we have culture. We make sure we always are go out there and compete. We're always going to compete. You know, at the end of the day, you're going to go one and know, whether that's on the ping pong table, whether it's on the practice field, maybe it was on the game field. But here's the thing for, for us, for our, for our teams, we definitely want to make sure that we, uh, we have a fun environment for them. But it's all about really being competitive. And, and we want to make sure that the environment is always competitive for these guys because – you know, these, these guys are elite. You know, they're elite talents. They're elite, you know, they're elite football players. They're elite people. They're elite fathers. They're elite sons. They're elite ping pong players. So for, for, for us, we wanted to make sure that we definitely had uh, an opportunity for them to make sure that they're still competing, you know, at the end of the day. And, you know, for, for us, you got to make sure that you, you know, are always out there doing the things that you're supposed to do. And, you know, they, they go out there, they check the tape. You know, they're, they're in the they're training room doing all the things they need to do. But they're also making sure that they're still competing at the end of the day. Gotcha. Matt, it's an absolute pleasure to meet you, man. Uh, I, I just wanted to know, I, we're talking about future endeavors you may have based on what's happened in the, in the past in the last few days. Uh, I've, you've been known to cut a rug pretty good. Uh, I'm asking, is there any Neil Diamond, you know, dance future for you some Sweet Caroline? Do you have any plans in that in the future? Well, I, you know, it's, it's, it's funny you say that. I definitely do. I uh, definitely have some uh, some time on my hands now, uh, you know, for my next mixed coaching gig. So, yeah, I'm actually going to be making sure that I definitely uh, have some 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 uh, some dance lessons coming up here soon. So I'm definitely going to make sure that I, I take advantage of that time. And, you know, one thing I've always do when any time I do a dance, I always, you know, go back and I check the tape and make sure that I got the rule. You know, I got, got, got my steps down because, you know, it's just it's just like a well, well choreographed play. You know, you got to make sure that everyone's lined right. up and, you know, I got to make sure that we have our, our assignments, know exactly where we got to be during each of the steps. So, yeah, for for, for us, we're going to make sure that we are um, always get, always going to go back and evaluate our dance steps. But, yes, I, I take dancing very seriously. Uh, and, you know, it's just like a good defense, right? You know, alignment and assignment. You know, <laughs> right, right. Be. Great comparison. <laughs> yeah. CK, you're up. Um, listen, there's one thing that I wanted to talk about. Um you know, you always like to talk about the positives. And if, if you know, we can sustain the type of drive constantly throughout a game, uh, that that's how you'd be successful as an offense. Do you think that if you had won more games, you would have been a better offense? Well, I, you know, for, for us, I think there were definitely some times that we definitely had some, some you know, sustained success. So for example, there was a, the, a game that we, uh, we lost, but we, 
we had a drive where we had it was 16 play drive. It, granted, it resulted in a field goal, but you know if you get more touchdowns and field goals, you're going to score more points at the end of the day. But there are definitely some some opportunities and times where we had that. For example, if you go back 2021, yeah, we started off the season three and zero. And if you were to take that and you make you know if you were to average that out every three weeks, you go three and zero. At the end of the day, you're looking at one of the best teams in NFL history. So I just kind of just goes to show you, we, if, we, if 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 I'm able to consistently do that as a head coach, you'll go three and zero every three weeks. Then you know that's really one of the best coaches in, in history. What would you have done differently? I I. I yeah, I, I, I go back and check tape. And, uh, and honestly, we're just really just a couple plays here and there. You know, guys are in position. But, you know, for, for us, I, I would definitely say there are definitely not many things that would change. You know, I think our scenes are good and our guys are good. I, there's not really a lot of things. Would you have gone barbecue sauce instead of uh, sweet and sour? Oh, no, no, sweet, sweet and sour. That's, that's, that's really what it is. Because that, that's, that's the thing is that you want to make sure that you have the nice balance. Balance is everything, you know, because you're going to make sure that your running game complements your passing game. Passing game complements the run game. Special teams, you know, helps the defense and the offense. So it's all about balance there. That's why sweet and sour is always going to be important. All right. And go ahead. Go yeah. ahead, Cody. Matt, you famously referenced Jay-Z, yes. one of your favorite rappers in the world, and how it took him seven years before he was really able to turn things around. How do you think your rebuild of the Carolina Panthers ultimately deviated from your hero, Hove? Uh, well, <laughs> I think it, it did take him seven years because a lot of people don't realize the, the hard work and the grind that Jay-Z was putting in, you know, the, the different mixtapes, different stuff that he was recording. And, you know, there's stuff out there on the cutting room floor that, you know, never even made it into your speakers. Uh, right. So that's the thing that he, he definitely did. All of a sudden, even though he put all that work in, he kind of, again, like overnight, it's like, oh, who's this, who's this Jay-Z guy? Um, so he, he definitely put that work in over the years. I mean, just like Dre, you know, those guys, those guys put work in over the years. Like Dre was producing tracks for a long time before he brought out The Chronic, right? So th- that's the thing. It's like, I never got to year seven. I think if I would have got there, if he would have been like, oh, wait, where this where this Panthers team come from? Like, well, we've been grinding here for seven years. So that's, that's where the overnight thing could come from. It took Jay-Z seven years to, to become that overnight sensation. I want to okay. stick on this Jay-Z thing for just a moment. In 1995, Jay-Z uh, co-founded Rockefeller Records. Two yeah. years later, he merged with Def Jams and uh, put out uh, one of his early albums. And on that album, he had a little bit with uh, Michael Rappaport. The name of the song went a little something like this. Mm. It's a little beginning. Are you trying to get a rise out of me, Agent Rappaport? Agent Rappaport? It's Rappaport. You understand? Now tell me a story. The name of the song is The City Is Mine. Um, Charlotte, not your city anymore. Where are you going next? Uh, it, it's, it's funny how you bring that. It's a, it's a great question. It's, uh, you know, it's you know, really actually to tie things back into the state of North Carolina. There was actually, uh, you know, for example, like you know, being, being a big Jay-Z fan. I, you know, that's I, I, where my next destination is, I know, but I know North Carolina's home right now. And I definitely respect and appreciate North Carolina history. And, I, you know, that's one of the things I love about Jay-Z is that a lot of people don't know you and I know this is that uh you know for example his dead president's song right the uh, the producer of that track was uh was a guy named Ski Beats who's actually from Greensboro North Carolina so for 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 me when I say Jay-Z overnight sensation over 7 years I, a lot of people don't realize I was actually tying in the state of North Carolina into that uh, a lot of people maybe didn't got got that reference so uh so yeah that's actually something uh, that I want to do but here's the thing over the next at the end of the day yeah I am going to be making over 40 million dollars you know, from, from the Panthers over the next few years. So at the end of the day, I can really live wherever I want. Wow. 
Wow, this is, man, I got to tell you this, Matt Rule. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. Um I got first thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for so much for coming on. Uh but if you want to really follow the real fake Matt Rule, you need to check out Dennis Cox at the Fan Rookie. Dennis, thank you so much for coming on. Tell us first the 99.9 the fan. How did you how did you get, what made you stumble into this? Oh, so I can actually be Dennis now? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way, I had no idea any of those questions were coming. They were fantastic. I know. We were awesome. By the way, the ski beats is actually a real thing. Um, <laughs> no, like, that's, serious. Like, that's the thing. Like Ski beats actually produced, I think, four songs on that album. So if people ever talk about hip hop and from New York and stuff, like, well, guess what? North Carolina's got a major influence on that. Um, so it actually started to... Doing the radio show, so I host a show on Saturdays called Culture State. Um, it's on 99.9 The Fan and WRL Sports Fan, so you can actually stream it both TV and, and audio as well. And I kind of just dropped a couple Matt Rule lines here and there because I just was working on an impression, so it just kind of organically came about. And one time I did it live on the show, and I decided, you know, I'm going to put it on social media just to kind of see what happens because a couple people tell me, like, hey, you do a really good Matt Rule. So I just put it on social media just to kind of see what happened, and it just blew up. I was like, oh, I, this, this, this seems like it's, it's a thing. And then right after that, that same week is when Dan Orlovsky did the breakdown of – It was so of, good, of, your of the, of the video. Pan, yeah, the Panthers <laughs> offense. Well, that's the thing. Like, Dan Orlovsky did the breakdown, but then Matt Rule actually the next day in his press conference was asked about it and responded to it. And I was like, oh, I have to do something with this. So that day is when I did that first Matt Rule video breakdown of like, yeah, Christian McCaffrey, like we can go left, right. Can we go right around right. the circle. Yeah, like, <laughs> and we were let him cook, broil. And I was just like saute. So I just started like throwing all this different stuff out there. And that one just blew up. Um, so then just kind of like, all right, what else can I do with this? I didn't want to just shoehorn something because it worked twice. Right, you know, I right. didn't want to just force it in there. But at the same time, I also realized, hey, I think I actually do have something going on here. How can I how can I use it? So I did another video breakdown after they won uh, won a game Uh, or actually actually it wasn't. They didn't win. They they played the Giants and they lost but the defense had a touchdown and in that game. So I did another video breakdown of that. And it did pretty well, but I was like, okay, I can't just keep doing video breakdowns all the time because that's just going to run old real fast. Well, fast, fast forward to last week on Monday when the McDonald's introduced adult happy oh meals. God. So yeah. I, I wanted to do something for the show that I produce um, during the mid during the week. I wanted to do something social media related for just adult happy meals because it's the first time we've ever had it. I was like, well, like, I don't know. I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to do something. I was like, wait a second. I need, what if Matt Rule goes and gets a Happy Meal? God, it was so good, dude. So it was, was so like, good. Yeah. I'm going to film myself as Matt Rule getting a Happy Meal. And they, Did you just set the phone up in the car? Was someone with yeah, you? I set it up in the car. So actually, that's uh, awesome. I have a, a tripod that actually you can put like bendable legs on right. there. So I actually attached it to like the arm hang. Uh, so <laughs> I, I attached it right there, and that's where I did it. Um, so I just went through the drive-thru and actually that day is when I went and bought the, uh, like the Matt rule full on get up, like the black shirt with like the smock, <laughs> the smock, and the oh, camo the smock. Panthers hat. Yeah. I was like, 
A lot of people tell me, it's like, dude, the only thing that will really take this over the top is if you've got the attire. I was like, got it. Yeah. Uh, so I did that, and then that that blew up like crazy. And then uh, when you hit I, that, uh, when you hit that French fry line, the consistency, yeah, I was dead. <laughs> like, I, did you just ad lib it? Did you yeah. think about it before you went on? Like, all, all off the top of my head, I actually ah. my camera was starting to swing, so I actually had a couple lines in there. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Um, Actually, let me. I can actually pull up my phone. I can connect my phone. I can actually play them for you. There's God, a couple it lines was... in there. Like y'all can get the exclusive on this. Nice. Uh, if oh, I go nice. back and find it, um, dude. We. I mean, it has been such. A, I mean, I wonder, like, what? I mean, Matt Rule has had to have seen it by now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I. I guarantee you that he has seen this in some way, <laughs> shape, or form. <sighs> Dennis, now that Matt Rule is is out the door. Does it make you sad a little bit? You found out that you have this fantastic ability <laughs> to be able to, to be able to imitate the Panthers head coach, and it's like almost as soon as it happens, no, now he's gone. Are your imitations of Matt Rule gonna follow him to whatever college he goes to next? They might. They'll they'll definitely go out there. But here's the thing: Matt Rule has free time. So what is Matt Rule doing with his free time? That's, that's a question that's oh, answered. So yeah. Um, I live in Raleigh. State <laughs> fair starts on Thursday. Oh, so there you go. Yeah. Rule needs to go. Fried there you go. Oreo. You go. Oh, you can do all... something. Remember, he's like on the no sugar right now, so you could oh, be yeah. like doing <laughs> something. He, yeah, he went on. The, he lost weight this past off season. He went on. He the, just starts eating yeah. a bunch of funnel cakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that rule will always be a part of Panthers history now. So yeah. you can always have content with panthers fans because i'm guaranteeing about to go back God, oh yeah so i was good. thinking it's like what, what's matt rule thinking when he's at the top of affairs yeah. um <laughs> so <laughs> there are things to be done and trust me there there's stuff that's going to come out so i actually i will play my right, let's it my french fry line here for you guys God, uh hopefully so it actually does come through for you all at the end of the day the the, the standard when it comes to, to french fries are, are obviously the best right so they're, they're crispy they're golden but the most important thing is they're consistent. And for us, we go back, check the tape. That's the thing we're looking for. We're looking for, for consistency. But also, if we can be golden, if we can be crisp, then we can be just like <laughs> Yeah, so my, unfortunately, so my camera started, my phone started swinging. For the uh, golden yeah. and crisp part, right? Yeah, exactly. If we can be golden and crisp, we can be just like we got on French fries. Um, so that was that was the line. Uh, yeah, everybody loved the. Let me. I gotta go back and check the menu. Golly, the poor the poor young woman working at the. She didn't even blink, dude. She, she didn't blink. She was just like, that. Made it even better that she didn't even think you were screwing with her. No, I think that, McDonald's that, workers are just so over it. They're like, <laughs> whatever, dude. Here's your food. Yeah, did you go back and let them know, or did they just never know that they were part of that? Just, they never knew. Wow. They never knew. <laughs> uh, watching this, they never knew. Um, so yeah, it was that was just kind of the thing. It's like, okay, we always goes back and checks the tape. I was like, I, I didn't know. Honestly, I didn't know what sauce I was gonna choose. I was like, I'm literally buying time. I was like, I, 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 I got to go back and check the menu here because it's, uh, <laughs> it's so perfect, dude. Like yeah. you, you responded to all our questions. It seems so natural. It's you have a gift, dude. <laughs> Very, uh, very witty and quick humor. Well, I appreciate that. And I would actually say a lot of it stems from I, I did it. I, because my schedule's busy now, I stopped, I paused doing it. 
but I did improv. Uh, I've done improv here in Raleigh since 2015. Yeah. So just being used to being in a character and responding quickly in a character is, is not something that's foreign to me. So if you just understand the base of who your character is, you can respond to anything. Well, you um, have nailed it. What do you think <laughs> about just overall um, about what's going on with the Panthers? Uh, it's interesting the fact that they're in now they're rebuilding off of their rebuild, uh, which is just wild to think about. It is sad, uh, isn't it? It it really is because it, it's interesting because I saw you guys playing some clips and stuff from from Steve Wilkes earlier. Um, Tepper yesterday said in his in his presser like, "Well, we actually really haven't had a winning tradition here." I was like, "Well, actually." If you go back to that 2013 to 2017 stretch, the Panthers, I think, had the second most wins overall, I think, in the NFC. And they did win three straight division titles. They went to a Super Bowl. Yeah, um, the second one. I mean, they did yeah. it in 03. It's not like, I mean, and then they went to the Super Bowl in 03. They did back to the playoffs in 05 and again in 08. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not like they have this dearth of. They say he's a carpetbagger. And I, yeah. look, my mom's from Queens, but I'm from Winterville, North Carolina. So okay. I can, I'm a Southerner, you know, no matter what, even though my mom's Italian. But it's like the distant, even Matt Rule does that. He's like, I'm from Philly. I'm from a New, York, New Jersey. I know, yeah. I know football. And it's just, they don't know our team. Um. So yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I would say the thing, okay, they haven't had back-to-back winning seasons, sure, but they're not the Detroit Lions. They're not the right. Jacksonville Jaguars. Right. So, I don't know. It just kind of felt like Tepper was a little, lacked a little bit of awareness. But then Wilkes today saying, hey, I want to get us back to back to where we were when we were winning because Wilkes was part of the staff that went to the Super Bowl. So, he's been around right. it. He knows it can be successful here. So, I'm actually excited to see what Steve Wilkes does. I don't know if he'll get the job after this season to yeah. be determined, obviously. But I think it's a, uh, I think it's going to be a, definitely going to be a turnaround from what we've seen with the team. Because I think one thing that um, Steve Wilkes even said today as well, like he wants to get back to that keep pounding mentality. Yeah. And I think it's, a, he said it's important that the players now know about it. They might be young and don't remember it because they're new, but that's still something that they need to learn to know. And I think that's something that, really great franchises have like for example in in pittsburgh they've had a long-standing tradition of blue collar mentality you know whether it's all the way back from the chuck Noll days to what they are now like you still lunch pail mentality the style of play on the field may change but the mentality doesn't that keep pounding mentality is what made the panthers really a successful franchise during different times yeah again no back-to-back winning seasons but they did win three straight divisional championships and that's where it all stemmed from. So I think getting back to the, that identity is going to be important for them. Um, I was going to say is how, how much, how many people have asked you to come do what we asked you to do today? Do you get uh, like, is it like nonstop people asking? I, I know you were on WFNZ this morning. Yeah. Okay. That was actually, so Travis Hancock's a good, a good buddy of mine. And I actually enjoy listening to them in the morning because I produce an afternoon show, but I do like listening to them in the morning. Plus it was the morning after Matt rule getting fired. So I wanted to really tune in to just to kind of hear what they were saying. And they were talking about different candidates and stuff along those lines. And they weren't going to take phone calls. I just, I joked with them. I was like, Hey, how funny it be if I called in as, as Matt rule looking for a job and saying how I'm qualified for the job. And he was like, Oh my God, please call in right now. Um, so I did that. 
Um, and that was just a, a fun time. And uh, so, yeah, Travis is a really good friend of mine. So I did that. He actually does a really great John Fox uh, impression. So we might actually have to do a John Fox, Matt Rule conversation at some point. Wow, that ought to be about, awesome. about yeah. the importance of running the football. Yeah, exactly. Hey, punting's a great play. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the football's a great play. So it just Class. we have those kind of just have those fun conversations. So we that's something we might do. But yeah, I did that this morning, and then actually jumped on uh, actually earlier this evening with another uh, with another show uh, as well. Um, Busted Dad's podcast. I jumped nice. on, jumped on with them as well. So yeah, chat with them, and then I've had a couple other people hit me up, like which which is fine. I love. I love doing these things is for me working on the other side, you know, trying to book guests and those kinds of things for my job. I know it's how hard it is to get people God, on it. Yeah, it is. Um, but also I know I appreciate people's time when they do give it. So I try and make sure that I give back. Like you guys asked me to come on. It's like, yeah, we'll make it work. Um, I might may not be right away or might yeah, not be the exact yeah. day, but you know, we'll, we, I'll try and make it work as best as I can. Um, so that is something that I always try and do. So, I mean, if you guys ever want to have me back on. Oh, we definitely do. Sure. We definitely do. We've been doing this podcast now for this is our 10th season. We haven't missed yeah. a week. Now we've been expanding so much. We've grown so much in the last couple of years. And so, look, I want to thank you so much uh, for coming on. And please tell everybody where they can find you on social media and uh, continue to access <laughs> this wonderful content. Um, at the fan rookie is where you can follow me um, at culture state pod, the show that I host on Saturdays and, um, my co-host Chris Lee, who works for WREL TV, he's the the sports uh, lead sports anchor there. He and I host a show on Saturdays from ten to noon on ninety nine nine The Fan and WRELSportsFan.com is where you can stream it as well, so you can watch it through WREL Sports Plus TV. So there's different ways to watch it. We're also we put out a weekly show on YouTube on ninety nine nine The Fan's YouTube channel. We have a separate playlist of just Culture State of Chris and I whether it's cuts from our show or podcast, uh, me going to McDonald's is at Matt rule. Um, you can find all those things on there. So there's a, a channel of just Chris and I doing some different stuff. Um, so yeah, that's where you can find us. And by the way, I see the Thor hammer and I respect it. I appreciate it. Got yeah, you. Yeah. I see probably in the background behind. I did. I, I noticed your background. Stuff. I was like, oh, I got you this guy out. <laughs> uh, man, fantastic stuff, Dennis, man. We're going to get a lot of people following you. Obviously you have already done that yourself. Fantastic stuff. And, uh, we will have to go back and check the tape. Yeah, absolutely. I will look, go back, check the tape on this podcast. See, you know, what are the questions you can ask those kinds of things. It's always good to interview prep. It's all, it's all very important. Thing. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. You guys gotta go check out Dennis Cox at the rookie, the fan rookie, man, the best Matt rule, the cool Matt rule, <laughs> not the Matt fool that we know. Thank you, man, man. We'll catch up with you in the future. Appreciate Thank you guys. You, Thanks. Holy cow, that was fantastic, dude. Man, I could not stop dude. laughing. I had to keep muting my mic because I couldn't stop uh, laughing. <laughs> dude, Dennis is awesome, man. I do feel bad for him, man. He finds out that he gets this, uh, he has this incredible impression, and then Matt rules out the door. But well, he's right. Actually, it's kind of, it, you know, is that the good news about it is that it's like, right? It can is, keep he, going. Yeah, and oh, he yeah. hit it. He got he got hot yeah. right at kind of the end uh, no. of Matt Rule. And then you get this moment. He can come out and do the press conference, the, the ending press conference. So it's like really a kind of at a cool juncture. So yeah. it's not like as – because if this would have been year one or year two, 
you know, where like you would have so many people going, oh, like, oh, man, it's not yeah. funny. Matt rules. Like, he's trying for, his best. He's trying his best. And it, stuff it, like it, that. It, it, it took some time for check the tape to mean something. Right. And all right. The, 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 the Matt rule isms, you know, that ended up coming out. Uh, the chat room loved it. The chat room was losing yeah. oh, their man. mind. Oh, the man. Entire, they the were dead, dude. The entire it, time. So. I have watched that. I watched that one, the Christian McCaffrey broil cook <laughs> run around probably <laughs> 20 times in a row that yeah, day yeah. it came out. Like, you can't. It's so spot on. That's yeah. the thing. It's like uh, mm-hmm. just so on the money. And the consistency of those French fries, dude, lost it. I lost it because that's exactly what he would say. If we could extrapolate these French fries over the next uh, 40 years, we'd have a franchise just like – we'd have a winning franchise just like McDonald's. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible stuff. Man, you guys got to go check out Dennis Cox at the fan rookie and uh man we're gonna be excited to bring him back on matt rule he can be a kind of a guest commentator wait till he can get wait we, we gotta get him be able to do a sean payton next that's oh, another one. Like, that would be a good one i feel like uh, a chris Tabor would be a good one <laughs> just yelling so just <laughs> non-stop just screaming everywhere um all right so look is don't worry it looks in a few minutes, we're going to get to the cat calls. The number's 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. Tell us what you thought of Matt Rule, man. I mean, how gracious was it for the coach just being fired to come on and really humble himself in front of us? Guys, we've got so much more content to get through tonight. Um, yep. Holy cow. Uh, let's talk about this real quick, though. Is Or not real quick. Is that back to Steve Wilkes. Back to Steve Wilkes is that, you know, he um, David Tepper's press conference went terrible yesterday. Just horrendous. I mean, it was so bad. I've been angry about it. Um, It's just that kind of basement. Remember, that goes back to the basement fans comment that he made a few weeks ago or when they were talking about this. You got to kind of pierce through that. And then today, Steve Wilkes makes this comes out and just has a tremendous press conference. Very poised. Um you know, doesn't get lured into these kind of questions or baited, should I say. But right away, uh, yesterday they were asked, who fired Phil Snow? Did he quit? Was he fired? What happened? Uh, and Tepper said, you got to ask um, Wilkes. Wilkes came out today and said that it was his decision to fire Phil Snow. I think we got a clip, Cody, uh, to play of of what his response was about this. We're getting it. We're getting it. Uh, two great men, two great coaches. Uh, it was my call uh, and my decision. I just felt like I wanted a different approach uh, moving forward, and that was all. Now, what's interesting about this clip is the different. It's his approach. Mm-hmm. It's his. Uh, it, this goes back, Cody, to some news that we broke on. Um, the Friday free for all yeah. that you have been famously been going, you probably still get hit up about this. It's philosophical still differences. It does kind of look whether people want to like it or not, what you had to, what we, you had to say what the C three Panthers podcast brought to you is yeah. that the, the stars continue to align here is that he didn't say he basically said we have philosophical differences. Mm-hmm. And then uh, David Tepper said yesterday that he let Steve Wilkes have that decision and that this is a question that you would have to ask Steve Wilkes tomorrow. 
And again, it, we had reported, I had reported that there was a major philosophical defense or differences between Phil Snow and Steve Wilkes over how this defense should be run. And literally the first move that this man makes when he becomes the interim head coach is to give Phil Snow the ax. Yeah, sorry, dude. Where there's smoke, there's fire. And it That's just causes shit right there. Yeah, man. It causes <laughs> me to believe my sources even more, which by the way, I have some more tonight. If you've been following my Twitter, uh, that we have more to discuss, and we're definitely gonna get into that soon. But um I, I, I love it though. It's time to rip off the band-aid. Uh, as I've been known to say before, uh, don't wait too long to do something. In fact, do it sooner than you need to. And we all know that uh Snow. He's going to follow Matt Rule to the ends of the earth. So let him do that now as Matt Rule is searching for whatever the next coaching job for himself is. He can bring Steve Wilkes, or uh, pardon me, Phil Snow, right along with him. Um, don't forget, we're getting into your calls in just a moment. 252-228-5098. We've got plenty more to talk about. Uh, but We had a great guest on tonight. Uh, Matt Rule came and blessed us with that. But we also have to remind you guys that uh, this show is sponsored by Prize Picks, right? And Prize Picks is your daily fantasy football resource. It is the most fun way to engage in fantasy football sports, make money. It's a safe way that you can get your money pulled out as quick as you want. You can have a ton of fun. And uh, it makes all the other games even more interesting when you got a little coin on some of these players. The way Prize Picks works is you go to prizepicks.com, you use the promo code C3. That's right. The promo code C3 gets you 100% deposit bonus on your first time deposit. What you then do is you have to pick at least two players under some statistical category. You can you can pick from baseball. It's the playoffs right now, folks. The Seattle Mariners busted out tonight after they gave up a late home run to the best hitter on their team, the Astros. Um, hold on. Why is this the coach? Is the former coach of the Cubs? I should know it. He's like the everybody loves him. Uh, look. You can go baseball. Today is Taco Tuesday, actually, and they have all of these cool events where they'll give you discounts on certain players and their statistics. So you pick a player from any sport, from baseball, football, to MMA, to even gaming, which we're going to have to get uh, CK on. Yeah, I'll take CK on all of these gamers when it comes to Warzone, even though he won't play um, Overwatch with me. But um, you, so what you do is you go into prize picks, you find at least two players from two different yep. teams or so like we, we usually look at the Panthers, but right now I'm going to tell you, I don't think there's any, Oh, we do have some right now. We could go in. In fact, we're going to make a little, made a little coin last week. Not much, but a little bit of coin is that Christian McCaffrey is going in on the road versus the Rams 60 and a half rushing yards against that team or DJ Moore 53 and a half receiving yards is the so you pick one of these players I'm not too interested in the Panthers this week let's check out the Rams though I you know I just don't know what to think about the Rams 
Uh, Matthew Stafford, 257 and a half. You could do more or less for him. So the way this works is you pick multiple players, and the more players that you pick based on whether the, the rushing yards, the receiving yards, we'll check out INTs here. Ooh, Justin Wentz. Ooh, I like this one right here. Yeah, Wentz. Ooh, yeah. So you pick this. So say we do this. Say we do Carson Wentz is going to throw an interception. Then we say, hey, we want to look at receiving yards here. Maybe we can find somebody. Curtis Samuel. Ooh, like that one too. But I don't know Their if you can do it. quarterback is struggling, though. Ron Rivera threw Carson Wentz under the He said 18.5 receiving yards. Last week he did. Ooh, not. Nope. You don't want to mess with Najee against Tampa Bay. They're tough. You know which one I like, Tony? I like the one that's the passing, receiving, or uh, rushing touchdown. So yeah, like, I think it's too early can... in the week to do that one. Is it? Okay. got to do that in, uh, like, you get. And I tell you this, what's really cool about f- prize picks is uh, Flex Friday. They give you a super bonus on Friday. So if you make that, ooh, Alvin Kamara. 63 and a half. Ooh. Mm. Oh, he always the catches the ball. He always catches the ball. I'm not messing with Nick Chubb ever again. This guy always goes more. I kind of like this. I kind of like, ooh. Well, what's the history on it? You can look at the history on him. Yeah, let's see. Alvin Kamara last week. He's coming back from injury. You know what? I like this. Let's just they do playing? this. They're playing Cincy. Okay. All right. So say we do this. Say we put... Two picks in. Carson Wentz, if he throws more than, if he throws one interception and Alvin Kamara gets 64 rushing yards and you put $20 in, you can turn your money into 60. And if you use the promo code C3, you get a 100% first time deposit bonus. I think I'm going to go here, but I'm going to just go $5 and see if we can turn that into 15. That's. Prize picks, baby. We do this each and every week. We do it on Tuesday. We do it on Friday. I want to show you this. This is where, now, this is probably what you guys want to see, is the past entries and if we've had any success. Oh, had some tough sledding. One a couple of weeks ago, this one, this was a good one. Baker went over. This one I broke the books on, folks. They are mad at me. Prize picks mad at me. Baker <laughs> Mayfield, 195 and a half passing yards. Got 197. DJ Moore, 49 and a half receiving yards. He got 50. James Conner got over or got more than uh, his 38 and a half. Um, so I turned $5 into $25. Um, this flex play, this is the one. This was the flex Friday, guys. I still won on this. I put in $5. On Friday, they send you an email. And I don't know if it's every Friday, but it's pr- I'm pretty sure it's been the last couple of Fridays. Is they bump up, like if you make your pick at between two hours, like they'll give you a two-hour window. If you just make some picks there, five, it would have paid out 50. If I would have hit all five of these, I would have turned $5 into $75. And if you look at this, I wasn't that far away from just turning this $5 into $10 because of stupid Aaron Rodgers with two batted down passes right at the end. 222 yards. Who thought that Aaron Rodgers couldn't get 229 passing yards against the Giants? Stupid I was Rodgers. In, I know. I was an idiot, and I went 
less than here you know what this is you know what the mistake i made on this one is i thought it was the la rams not the la chargers well you know you know what i'll tell you i, I will never ever put anything on baker mayfield more or less ever again yeah because every time i do this dude burns me i i swear he knows that i talk a lot of shit about him on this podcast and it's like you know what no money for cody today dude so you know what never again baker never again look at this one i went uh crazy here i went because remember we've always picking more and more Right, it's fun to pick more because right. you get to cheer for something. When you pick less, you're kind of cheering against something, which seems like kind of sort of unnatural in a way to me. So I I remembered Greg saying less, less, like you can do less. And so this was the less day. I went less for Nick. I went uh less for Teddy Bridgewater. He got hurt on the first, he got taken out on the first play. How about that? Give me that. Appreciate that. Joe Burrow, I went less than 30. I like the pass attempts ones for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why I like it. Look at that, 35. Whew. I was sweating bullets there. But even then, look, $5 could have been 75 bucks, And that's the flex payout. They were giving you the money of the power play there. So uh, prize picks, not only do they support the show, uh, but I love it. I love prize picks. It's fun. Yeah. It's so easy, so easy to do. And uh, you can really take small amounts of money and have a lot of fun with it. Because if you take $5 and turn $25 in, you can make five more plays for the next few weeks and still be ahead of the game. Right? So that's yeah. the, that's the key. That's what's really cool about it. So go to prize picks. Use the promo code C3. You get a 100% deposit bonus on your first time. And you know what? Hit me up. Hit us a little share. You make a prize pick, share it on social media and tag us. I'd love to know. I need some inside information. I'm not great at this, and don't take this as advice on what to do. Just join us in the fun. Prize picks, promo code C3. Cody Lashney, I'm starting to get good at this stuff. Maybe I'll start to get good at this stuff, dude. I was talking about the plugs. I was talking about the plugs, but. Oh, yeah, you're you're really good. And by the way, to everyone, uh, we want to make sure that we thank y'all, man. Uh, prize picks and manscape. It's because of you guys. It's because you guys continue to show up. Yes. You guys, you guys have been using the code picks loves that you guys are using the code and manscape said, you know what? We want to be a part of the C3 podcast because they support. And let me tell you, if you really want to continue to see the C3 Panthers podcast grow, there's no better way to do it than to support our sponsors. That helps them know, hey, you know what? C3, they're pretty good. They're pretty good at helping us out. So we definitely appreciate Prize Picks. That's our first legit sponsor. Thank you to Manscaped as well. And Tony, if I do say so myself, you are getting pretty damn good at this. Uh, I- I'm trying to get better at it. You know, not used to doing the ad reads, but, uh, you know, what? what's the saying? Practice makes perfect. We're gonna have a lot of practice now that these uh, uh, now now that these sponsors uh, know that uh, you know C three Panthers podcast. Now that we blowing up, bro. Oh yeah, we blowing absolutely. up because we've got a community. We did it the right way, folks. We built a community. It's not you're not coming here to listen to us. You're coming here to be a part of the C three Panthers podcast. That's well, it. Fans I never. Fans. 
I never, ever think about this as me disseminating information to people, but instead just hanging out with my homies and my homies extend beyond these people on this panel, but into the chat room and into the airwaves of people who listen on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, wherever you get your your podcast. We're going to have some cool news coming up about that next week about the podcast. Big time news. Big time for us. And then, um, and also for these people in the chat, remember the number's 252-228-5098. Look, uh, one of the great things about Steve Wilkes being uh, named interim head coach is his connections to the Carolina team, to us, and to the people that we know, whether it be Sam Mills to Cam Newton. Did you see this? Is Cam Newton was in that video? Yeah, yeah Steve I Wilkes. Did see that. and somebody and, said, "Oh my God, did they have to get permission to put Cam Newton in? He exists." I thought that was a great comment from somebody. And, Bro, I mean, uh, listen, can can we mention real quick and and Cody, I, I, because cool. you brought up Cam, yeah, like we noticed and a like when Cam Newton got released, and for those two years up until our, I guess a year and a half until we re-signed him last year, like the direct correlation with them refusing to have anything to do with Cam. Like, and now we know Matt Rule had such a heavy presence with this media, uh, the social media side of things. It makes it, it starts to add some shit up real quick. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I, you got to you gotta wonder, too, what kind of stories are going to continue to come out as the years go by, you know, or the months, the years, the days, the months, the years go by. When we get a new coach in here, we're a year and a half in and things are going better or differently what other side stories will continue to come out. And by the way, before we get into this is Joe person in his athletic article, I'll pull it back. Uh, actually, we'll just go ahead with this. He called it a mini kingdom. Matt rules mini kingdom. It was an interesting way of describing the Panthers franchise here. Um, but Steve Wilkes was asked and Cody, if we could go ahead and queue up that clip, I sent you a uh, clip in the direct chat is a, Steve Wilkes was asked about who would be appointed as his defense. Is Al Holcomb, would he be calling defensive plays? Would he just be kind of a guy that's helping design the defense? And, you know, because I guess Steve Wilkes has a history. Not I guess. I know he has a history of being a defensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers. Al Holcomb, though, was his defensive coordinator in Arizona. And also his real, his guy. You know what I'm saying? And it's and it's somebody he was even asked later in the press conference that during Ron Rivera's era or time here that Steve Wilkes was known as the guy that was honest, that would kind of check him in moments and like kind of give him his unfiltered, true opinion on a situation. And they were asked, is there anybody on this staff that's that guy for you? And he said, it's Al Holcomb. So he's asked. Is Al Holcomb going to be your defensive coordinator? He said, yes, he has been promoted. We can go ahead and cue up that clip. Uh, two great men, great coaches. Uh, it was my call uh, and my decision. I just felt like I wanted a different approach. Uh, oh, no, that's forward, the first clip. That that's the all. first clip I said. Didn't you didn't send it to me? I didn't send it to you. Yeah, I did. Promise you, I did. It's in the chat. No, I had the one one ahead of that one. Says Luke Keekley, playing or coaching? 
Oh, that's not. I, you should have said Luke Kingsley then. I would have that's that. what I thought we were talking about. I thought we were talking about Holcomb and this. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't this, say nothing about Luke. All right, oh just goodness. a minute. We got it. We got it. Uh, let's, let's, uh, if we, well, I might have to go back and check the tape. I mean, but uh, if we go back and <laughs> check yeah, the tape, check, I might. Check the tape. Yep. Don't want to make any assumptions yet without checking the tape. Yeah. Uh, yes, it's not a world change. Even though he has been promoted for that position. I'm getting a lot of background noise from somebody. Is there any chance that you guys would approach Luke Keekley about that linebacker job? Uh, for his playing or coaching? <laughs> uh, yes, as, as I stated before, um, I feel good about the coaches uh, that we have in place moving forward. Um, and I'm what an answer. What a response. He said, either playing or coaching. That's a perfect response right there because there have been so many question marks about Luke Keekley, right? Is that if you go back and you look at Luke Keekley's history with the Carolina Panthers, kind of abruptly comes to an end. Not kind of, it did come abruptly to an end, but we understood that he had been dealing with concussion problems and they had been habitual. You know, or, you know, there's been several in his career. And then it looked like it's a regime change. There's going to be kind of some turnover and some different, like, you know, there's probably going to be some growing pains with the team. And he said, you know what? I just, it might be best if I just retire. It's not like we're going to go on a Super Bowl run next year, probably. So he retires and everybody's going, man, will he coach? Will he coach? And then he didn't. And he almost distanced himself momentarily from football, it seemed. And then he became a scout for the Carolina Panthers for one year. One year he is in that building with Matt Rule and he said, I'm out of here. I don't want, I want to take a break from football entirely. This gets more complicated as we continue to see Luke Keekley kind of dip his toe into the football world, he would go and hang out in Buffalo and see his old guys, Sean McDermott, some of his old players. He'd go to Washington. Remember, we got upset because he was talking up the linebackers there. We were like, why isn't he in Carolina? Now, he did slowly make his way back here. But this also is complicated. Cody, what was the discussion from your, our, your source, our source, I don't even know how to describe it, whatever source you want to say, per source, about Luke Keekley's relationship with Carolina and Matt Rule. Yeah, so one of the things that had been told to me and reported via my source is that Luke Keekley pretty much only comes around the Panthers organization, one, because of his love for his football team, the Carolina Panthers, and number two, the sheer amount of respect that he has for guys like Steve Wilkes and Al Holcomb. And by the way, the two guys who have now been promoted to the most prominent positions on the football team. Um, and, you know, Joe Person even put on Twitter that he wouldn't be surprised to see Luke Kingsley back in this building in some way, shape, or form in some kind of fashion. So, it, you know, again, hate to just pat myself on the back and pat us on the back for uh, sharing our sources, but again, the you know, we don't just go out and and say things willy nilly. Like we're not we're not really in the business of putting out rumors or things that we hear. But if we happen upon them, we put them out, and and that's what we did. And every single thing that I put out essentially been vindicated through everything that has played out in the past couple of days. So I mean, this is great news if you're a Panther fan. I mean, how long? Have we had people in our chat room, people in our cat calls, people in our comment section talking about 
man, why doesn't Luke Kickley a coach on this team? Why doesn't he a linebacker coach? Why isn't he in the front office? Why doesn't he want to be a part of this? And if you know all the things that the players and that the other staff have known about Matt Rule for such a long time, well, it's not very surprising that Luke Kixley didn't want to be a part of that. And now that they're gone, hopefully we can bring one of our favorite sons back home. Interesting. Interesting. You know, is um, and maybe even if it's not this year, you got to wonder if Steve Wilkes finds a way, finds yeah. a way if we could get him in that linebacker room, you know, yeah. uh, as a start, as a start. I mean, it would be, but, um, continues to show the strength, you know, and the sad thing about all of this, we come back to Matt rule getting fired and the discussions that are the coming out is uh, kind of the college coach environment. That is what we worried about the most when he came here. And I'm a little upset that there wasn't more people leaking, not leaking, but reporters on that trail a little harder that we're a little close to that building Talking saying, about the, the discontent. Yeah. Or the culture that was like, you know, this kind of that it, I didn't realize, you know, I didn't feel like they started reporting that Matt rules, the kind of college tyrant until recently. Yeah. Very late in the process. And by the yeah. way, some of you already know this too. Uh, Steve Smith has been doing a lot of podcasts lately. He's doing a cut to it podcast. And man, Steve has been incredible. He's been an open book. He didn't reveal what players, but he mentioned that players had been uh, texting him and seeking out advice of the elders from this football team, which, by the way, is something else that we said was happening, that Brian Burns had been reaching out to former Panther great players and venting about their problems with the coaching staff and the teams and being used out of position multiple times throughout the season and how frustrating it is for all those players. Um, So and we've also had the situation, and I think we need to address it, where so many of our players came out in ardent support for Matt Rule. Like they were saying, no, we believe in what this guy is coaching. We believe in, you know, everything that we are being taught. And, you know, I'm not saying that our players are lying because I don't think that they're liars. But I believe as a football player, you're trying to show yourself or or, or show the organization and your teammates and show everyone that you're bought in to winning football games and that you're, you know, you're picking up what's being put down as, as terms of the philosophy and the culture of the coaching staff. I'm happy that these guys are no longer in a position where they have to do that. Uh, And my final thing that I'll say that I think is going to be interesting for all Panther fans going forward is fighting our urge to want Steve Wilkes to be successful for all the things that we just named, the potential of Luke Kicklin coming back, Panther greats coming back, instilling that old-time Panther culture that we don't have anymore versus the potential of C.J. Stroud and the number one – you know, a, a franchise quarterback drafted 
to be able to pair with whatever head coach is going to be hired at the beginning of the year next year. So here is my only thought on this. To be at war with themselves. My only thought, and I'll leave this for the fans to call in at 252-228-5098. We're about to go into the cat calls right now. But my only thought about that is the team is not as bad as their record. Like yeah. the quality of this team on at uh, the talent of this team should not be a one in four team. You know, is the Atlanta Falcons have a better record? There's so many, there's so many teams out there that I feel like have less talent. So that's where I think we could mess around and win a few games with Steve Wilkes. It's because the team has enough talent to be okay, at least, or at least be, yeah. I mean, so I expect. I expect them to get uh, maybe not this week against the Rams, but um, I don't know if we're just going to go winless. I don't see this as a winless team or a one yeah, one, one win team. I mean, do you, yeah, do you think? think okay, go ahead. I was say, do you think that if Steve Wilkes was the coach from the beginning, we'd be one of four? No. Okay. Nah, this but maybe, maybe unless McAdoo ruined it. Anyway, um, let's yeah, keep uh, going. So we got look, a lot still to yeah, talk yeah, about. Yeah, so look. Before we do, uh, listen, if you've been around this long, you already know what we do over here. And you already know that we know why you're here. Yeah, you say it's for Panther football, but once a week, you come here for the man with the golden pipes to put you in your naughty little place like you deserve. CK, talk to these Freaks. Well, good evening. Happy Tuesday. Happy one day anniversary without the one and only Matt Rule. Let's hope he's not ruling any more NFL teams for the near future. But you've come here to enjoy the Carolina Panthers and the content that we can put out week in and week out. Some of you have hit that join button, some of you have donated some money. Some of that super chat, those super stickers. But there's one thing some of you haven't done that is absolutely free, and I am disgusted. You haven't hit that thumbs up yet. So here is your subscriber shame. Subscriber shame, 226 people watching, 136 Thumbs up, hit that like button, hit that subscribe, whip up on that notification bell to let the YouTube algorithm know who's the boss and get our eyes in front of you every time we go live and every single time that we bring you this C3 Panther podcast content. It helps us get seen by more and more people. You're always helping the show. Hit that like button. And you know what? Another thing that we don't say enough Hit the comment section of the video after it goes live on YouTube. That's another thing that always helps us out, that builds the show, and it just further continues to build that C3 Panther community. Check out our Discord as well. I'll post the link to that here in a minute. Uh, but thank you all so much for being a part of what we do. We love what we and we love that hopefully you're loving it as well. Tony Dunn, you know what time it is. It's time to hear... From these fantastic fans, first and foremost, let's jump in to the cat calls at 
1598. So what are your thoughts on catcalling? Yeah, it's pretty you shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good like... What I saw from the Panthers podcast, a little bit what I've been hearing um, with the David Tepper press conference, I think that was sort of pivotal for people in the building and around the situation because there was a sort of feeling right, that we he was going to sit back one. and he was going to let Dan Morgan and Scott Fitterer kind of figure out the head coaching position. And you hear a lot of talk about these young offensive coordinators like Ken Dorsey, which I know you guys have talked about. But now, mm-hmm. after that, you kind of sort of get the feeling that Tepper hasn't had that bit of humility. He needs to be able to say, okay, I'm going to step back. I have an inability to be successful when I'm hands-on. So now you sort of wonder where this ego trip will lead him to find a new head coach. I've heard a lot about Sean Payton. It was previously set up before they even fired Matt Rule about talking about Sean Payton, but of course that would require a lot of draft picks. Like that would be at least a first round draft pick and even if the Saints yeah. even won there because that's not a for sure thing. But I do think there's mutual interest between Sean and Payton and Carolina and I think that would be a David Tepper move, though I do think Fitterer and Morgan would be on board. But I know for a fact that Morgan's guy is Ken Dorsey and the Seattle offensive coordinator is a, is a name to watch. And there's a couple other younger guys, but I do think that press, press conference from Tepper was very pivotal and the emotions leading into that were something everybody was paying attention to. And he definitely did not show the humility he needed to. Uh, everybody like and subscribe, love the podcast, keep it going. Thank you, Natalie. That was a fantastic Great talk. Uh, mm. Shout out to Natalie Miller. And basically what she's saying right there is Dan Morgan, if he had his way, the top of his list would be none other than Ken Dorsey up there in Buffalo. I would love that. And to me, it's bringing, bringing that guy home. Uh, you know, I think this man has cut his teeth. He's now been a part of a really good NFL organization uh, with the Buffalo Bills. And, and, and that would be awesome. Another pill that I think we're going to have to swallow, and it's going to be a tough one to swallow, but I think all four of us need to do it, and I think everyone in the chat needs to do it. These rumors about Sean Payton and Dan Quinn, they're not going to go away. And I'm here to tell oh, you, Sean Payton, Sean, I'm telling I you, they're not, they going, they're, not, they're not going away. And Sean Payton just went on Kay Adams' new show, and he's talking about, uh, you know, kind of joking about, oh, no, David Tepper didn't call him. Like, it's a very open secret now that Sean Payton is at the very top of a short list for David Tepper. He's at the very and, top of everybody's list, though. That's the problem. Yeah. Sure. Here's the thing. Here's sure. my question for people who want Sean Payton. I am telling you, without question, you're asking for at least two first-round picks. They are not giving him away into the into a division rival like he's just not coming here dan quinn the experiment happened and it failed like you can use his experience there with one year of success at atlanta but then you can also look at right down to the people who just whooped our ass and see kyle shanahan left and that organization crumbled when he left so like dan quinn the idea of either of those two people come to the carolinas is 
so far-fetched and out of reality, there is no reason Sean Payton would want to come to the Carolina Panthers because the only attractive thing that we would offer him is that he would be able to pick this one of these top uh, guys this year. And the problem is, you don't think New Orleans is going to want this year's first-round draft pick from us in order to get him? You can't handle the truth. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's... It's so clear. Sean Payton wouldn't want to come here. You saw him dance all around that question on Colin Cowherd. Uh, It was kind of hard to interpret when he said it's a unicorn. And what he meant was finding a team that actually has a quarterback already was the unicorn part. We aren't the unicorn. We're the regular corn, right? We're the corn on the cob, but we're the frozen corn. But on top of that, you just know this is that there is no – single way i don't even care what we give the new orleans saints i don't even think it would be i mean like i think first of all whatever it would require would keep sean payton from considering it can i ask you a question um and i think it's a valid one right um how do you hire an offensive coordinator under contract without having to trade for him like who I'm saying, like, I'm just asking a hypothetical, right? It, so oh, why, I think why, they why, leave this? their contract. I think they leave their contract. But they quit. Why wouldn't Sean Payton be able to leave his contract without trading? Because it's still under contract with the... No, but the, like, the say, Ken Dorsey... Oh, I bet you there's a clause in people's contracts if they move up. Well, I um, think what about. Isn't it like the players? It's it's just like uh, what's his name? The running back for the Steelers a couple of years ago. Uh, like like you're under contract. Like if you Le'Veon choose Bell. not to play, yeah, Le'Veon Bell. If you choose not to play, your contract doesn't expire because of that year. You're still under contract to play. For I think that that's what he's year, asking so. though. Is if yeah. we wanted to hire Ken Dorsey, say, like how would how do we? Hi- so my my main question is right now. There most likely every offensive coordinator that's going to be hired is still under contract for. Uh, they're they're you know for a couple of years, right? Or um, we don't know. Actually, do offensive coordinators usually have multi-year deals? I don't know. Uh, and yeah. and so and I think the lateral move is would be the biggest issue. So my wonder is, can we circumvent that by giving him a position higher than head coach, like, like GM, like a GM uh, role or president owner? And he has a heavy hand in the way the offense is running. Maybe not just the head coach position. But I don't know if that allows him the type of power, though. You know, one of the things that we're hearing from David Tepper and that he even mentioned in his press conference is that now he thinks that there should probably be a little bit of separation and responsibilities between head coach and general manager. And the type of guy that Sean Payton is, I don't think that he's able to actually put his stamp on this team from just a GM perspective. I think it would have to be in control of this football team. And, and, and team look, I'm just going to come out and say that. I, I know a lot of people really don't like Sean Payton. If it wasn't for the draft picks and us having to compensate our division rival. Oh, I'd this, take him this, in a heartbeat. Hey, bro. This might piss someone off. I have no problem with Sean Payton being the head coach of the Carolina Why Panthers. Why would it That piss man has proven off. himself. And that because you know, the division rival, he has a punchable face. He has the duck lips. All this different stuff. I understand it. It's fan. We would be all wearing duck bills to the games if we started winning. He has produced some of the most prolific offenses 
in NFL history. And there is a reason why so many teams want him, and he's at the top of a very short list. Um, uh, uh, Ross and Gold makes a great point. Bowling Gate, you know, that was a bad stain on uh, on Sean Payton when that whole thing happened. He won after that, so it cleaned it up, right? But the other part to this is I know that we like the idea of having sustained success. He only made it to the with one of the greatest quarterbacks in the entire history of the NFL. He made it to the Super Bowl once. You just say you, uh, you right can here. say that about Rodgers too, though. Yeah. I mean, like he made it the Super Bowl once, but they were a contender right. every year for a but, decade. And I you mean, know what, well, Peyton like, Manning? Think about this: is before he got to the super team, super defense in Denver, or the super team in Denver, how many times did he actually get to the Super Bowl in Indy once? Sure. There's, I mean, Tom Brady is the, is the anomaly. He's the yeah, only quarterback. Tom Brady that's gone, has like, made everybody, times, you know, make it think that that's actually possible. Really, what's the sustained Andy success? Reed. Yeah, but that's kind of been over a long, long ass career. No, he's gone, there with, he's gone there with. He's gone there with Patrick Mahomes. Kansas twice. But you also yeah, have to have the guy too. There. Like those things go in tandem with one another. So you know, talking about. Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, and how good he is as a coach for the 49ers. And that guy really hasn't had a superstar quarterback like a Drew Brees or a Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers. And yet everybody pretty much knows that he's a good coach. I'm a firm believer that in today's NFL, you have to have a quality head coach and a franchise quarterback that can elevate your team in the biggest of moments. Yeah. And, Look at and this. Yeah. Is when did he take over? Can someone find out? Can you find out? 2006, when if I'm not mistaken. Was it six? Yeah. Listen to yeah. this. Is he took the, the Saints went to the playoffs in 06, 09, 2010, 2011, 2013, 2017, 2018, 2019, and 2020. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. Like That's they were, like they were a, contenders. Now, I mean, now making it d- to the Super Bowl, but still. I think that truly is the definition of sustained success is yeah. playoff. It is bound and is. in a division that no one ever won it over and over until we won it those three times. We were the first team to win it three times. Yeah. Three and I, it was just yeah. always back and forth and back and forth. And to give some credit, I guess, to Sean Payton on this, or at least to the difficulties the teams that have made it over and over to the playoffs often are in the shittiest divisions. New England, dumpster fire of a division with the Jets and the Dolphins forever. Green Bay, looking at just a mess with the Lions and uh, the Bears at times. You know what I mean? So it's not like they have been these juggernaut divisions. In fact, you could probably argue that even... Patrick Mahomes in their division outside of Denver has been weak until Justin Herbert got there. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah. I mean, like, Derek I get what Carr's you're saying. Is that like, air. but that yeah. I think Cody, I think CK, you bring up a good point too, is that maybe while he's worth, he's worth to pay whatever you want to pay him. Right. Like give him the seven year contract, give him the billion dollars but you don't want to handicap him by taking away his, all his picks either. No. And I right. don't think he would want to come exactly. to Carolina if he had to give up three first-round picks That's what I'm saying. That, he wouldn't want to come there. And, and New Orleans that... ain't letting him come near us. Now, I I did, so the, the, He's going the, to Denver. The, the person who the uh, Chargers. Prompted, 
the person who prompted this discussion was Natalie M in our cat calls. And a little while ago, she put in the uh, comment section that maybe uh, you would be talking about future first round picks. So uh, hypothetically, right? Let, let, let me just pose this to y'all. Let's say we had a top five pick and we go out and trade for Sean Payton, but it doesn't involve any of our picks this year. They're in subsequent years. Would, would that be okay with you? So like, let, no. let's say, let, yes. hold on, hold on, let, yes. let's say you had the opportunity and everybody get your quarterback. Take, yeah. Use your brain and take your emotions out of it. If you had an opportunity as a CJ Stroud or whatever your flavor is, if it's Bryce Young, whatever, if you had quarterback, your pick of quarterback and Sean Payton, would you be willing to trade some future? So like 2024 and above first round picks, maybe one first round pick. Could I get a could I get a pick back this year too? We can only go four year. years into the future. I think that's the rule, right? So you can only go three or four years into the future. They have made it so the NFL has a rule where you can't go like we'll give you our next so it's not fourth like round pick for ten years <laughs> yeah. or something like that. I would do it if I'm being honest. I would do it, and knowing that even if we keep our first round pick, if that gets to be a quarterback, our other picks, it's going to be a high second round pick. And you already know that Favor likes to wheel and deal and move back and work the board. So I can see us still uh, filling out a full draft this year and, and making I, that happen. That's the only scenario in which I would be okay with the Panthers giving up assets to get Sean Payton. The oh, I would give I up that, assets. The only reason I would be even willing to give up one first-round pick is because I do believe – Sean Payton coming in here with the new coach would make that first round pick less valuable. Yeah. yeah know, and, and what I mean and by that is we'd be picking later in the draft because we'd be a better we'd be team. winning. Yeah, well, one other thing, one other thing too, is the saints always were dealing their first round picks for players. And you remember like they were always giving up the farm yeah, and the Ricky future. Williams. Yeah. Like, to, yeah. But even when Payton was there, they were always moving around in the draft aggressively yeah. and free agency. They go sign things and trade away. So it's not like he's unaccustomed to not having a first in a way next year. It really is all about if he has his quarterback. Right. You know, is that you, I mean, and that's when ultimately your first round pick matters so much. Is that, I mean, think about this, is that could you build a team with Sean Payton and CJ Stroud without drafting J.C. Horn? Yes, but here's here's where we would end up losing with uh, with Sean Payton if we did that. I'm not saying losing as an organization. Um, we would have lost if, let's say, we made that decision and Ken Dorsey goes to become a head coach. And Man, I it, don't believe it. Hold, hold on, hold on. Let me like it, let's forget about that. Let's say that any of the other head coaches out there that we got for no draft capital, are, and they end up being just as good, if not better. If that's the case, we lost that trade. We True. made the, even True. if we are successful in any way whatsoever, we will have lost that because we could have been way farther ahead than we were because we ended up having to trade a first. Now, at the end of the day, if we win a Super Bowl, that shit don't matter. But you're taking a pretty big gamble giving away two second round picks that Sean Payton's going to work out. I, how about this? What? All right, so you call it a gamble, right? I mean, it's always it's a gamble is, because he is, is there. How about this? Zero about, success without without uh, Drew Brees at the helm. 
zero. Well, how much? How that much? Is true. Well, how much actual quarter? I mean, how much coaching has he had without Drew Brees? And how much? Success, how much success had, has Bill Belichick? Well, actually, he made the playoffs with he made the playoffs with JC. Didn't he make it with uh, doing the dual quarterback? Or didn't no. they do pretty well? They no. They that last year was his first year without uh taste without um Drew Brees. And they didn't make the playoffs. But they made no. the playoffs with a shell of himself, Drew Brees. But I'm hey, no, 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 no. That- Drew Brees could still will and deal. He wasn't getting the ball down the field, but he could will and he knew he was smart as fuck. He was on time. Let me ask yeah. you this. Is is it a gamble though? You're saying it's a gamble, right? It is. It's always but a is gamble. it not a gamble to go and get Matt Rule? To be your head coach? Hey, it's a gamble. Is it a gamble to yeah. go get a guy that's never been a head coach? Is yeah. it a gamble to get Ken Dorsey? But you're not Which gambling draft picks. Giving up two second round you're, picks. You're not gambling draft And you're paying them. But you're not gambling on Sean Payton. You know he's great. You don't know that. You know yeah. he's, he's he's been able to be successful with he's uh been great. With, but see, with that's a little unfair, man. That, that's a little unfair because I can literally say the same thing about Bill Belichick. Other than one playoff run under under Matt Jones, what has Bill Belichick done outside of Tom Brady? Like you can argue that Bill Belichick isn't you know, okay. a, 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 a great I'll you, head coach. I'll give you a perfect example. What what happened when uh, when he got uh, when Tom Brady got hurt? He had Jimmy Garoppolo and Jacoby Brissett, and they still won with those guys. Yeah, but, the oh, they were also okay, but they were also winning with Teddy Bridgewater and Taysom Hill. Of they won all five games with Teddy Bridgewater, and they were unconvincing. I agree, but I, at the end of the day, that is an argument you can make. But you can also look at this and say, uh, Sean Payton never made it to the to the playoffs without Drew Brees at the helm. Never right. once. When, when Brady left New England, so did Gronk, and no other star uh, uh, offensive players came there. Like they lost a lot more than just Tom Brady at quarterback. So that is that was a little more of a gut punch. Like when Sean Payton lost Drew Brees, they still had uh, Michael Thomas, they still had uh, Kamara, they still had that stout defense, they still had all that. So I'll I'll, I'll give points to CK on that one because it, it's a little bit different. I want to know a quarter, but I, I, all right, we're gonna go back to the calls. The numbers two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. We want to get your thoughts on this about Sean Payton, about who our next co- coach is. Do you want Wilkes to succeed so much that he continues to be our coach? One question I have for you guys to think about as we listen to the next call: Name me a coach that has had sustained or any sort of success beyond anomaly success without a quarterback. The number's 252-228-5098. Let's go. Hey, what's up, fellas? Uh, my name's Brad. I'm from Charlotte. Actually, I'm a, I listen a lot, man, but I'm not really about the calling stuff. Kind of kind of don't feel comfortable calling. A little bit shy, but I got a little pissed off yesterday, man, with this uh, owner talking about, um, you know, that, that we don't know what a, what, what a winning culture even is. You know what I mean? Like, I've been a fucking... We moved to Charlotte when I was two. Panthers came in 95. I was eight. Just old enough to fall in love with the team. Fucking love the shit out of them. Always have. Still live in Charlotte. Got three little girls that I drop off at elementary school every Friday. Head to fucking toe in black and blue. Creating a whole other generation of fans over here. And our stupid-ass fucking owner wants to say, we don't even know what winning's like. And I'm so thankful that the coach today in the meeting actually said, like, you know, I was a part of three consecutive NFC South championships. Four out of five playoff fucking appearances. Being on the on the staff of a, a two-time coach of the year, led by a fucking NFL MVP. Fuck you, Tepper. 
just because, like, this motherfucker, I can't even. Anyway, I love this fucking show, and uh, keep it going, guys. Later. Appreciate you, man. Um, I got an answer yeah. to your question there, for, Tony. For there. your first time call, that was pretty good, and you didn't sound too shy. I tell you, this is, um, I think that one of the problems, and we're going to probably dip our toe back into this problem, is that we so often look at teams that have some sort of crazy success as some sort of standard. Like when Cody, and, and I get upset too when Cody's always like, the franchise quarterback, my friend. And you use the most elite examples in the last 30 years of football, (laughs) right? As like, oh, like this is just a dime a dozen. But here's the thing with the Carolina Panthers. 95, right? Since 95, they've been to two Super Bowls. They've been in several NFC championships. They lost one to Seattle, right? I mean, so we've won two. We've lost one. If you go and look at teams that have been in the league for 20, 30 years longer than us, they've had less success than the Carolina Mm -hmm. Panthers. The Atlanta Falcons, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Detroit Lions. Like, we're in the top half of the league, but one of the younger teams. We've actually, if we did, I know that, oh, we haven't had back-to-back winning seasons, but in some ways... You could argue that that has shows so much about the competition of our division where we've had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who have won two Super Bowls in in our lifetime, right? Uh, you've had the Saints who have won a Super Bowl in our lifetime, right? Our division has had more success, I want to say, arguably, I, mean, I wonder what, what, what division Across the board. Across yeah. the board, yeah. We haven't had, like, one dominant team, but we've had more. But, yeah. And, yeah, and so we always continue. Like, we, yes, we want to be the Patriots. But, you know, the Patriots stunk before Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. They stunk. For a while. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Miami Dolphins, they have, yeah, they had a perfect season 50 years ago, almost, or whatever it was. Thanks, have been bad now they're experiencing the resurgence but hey it goes back to that franchise quarterback thing baby if you're willing to bet and evaluate talent correctly and get the guy in your franchise and be even being able to move up and down the board to make sure that you secure that guy dude i'm telling you it can send your trajectory to the moon and What's, the Panthers are in desperate need of that right now. Who's the or, coach? Who's the coach, CK? Uh, Vrabel. Really? Do you think Ryan Tannehill is a great quarterback? And they how have much gone, success huh? are you saying? That's three years. What is it? Have how many? Four do, or do you, five years of making it deep into the playoffs. But is Ryan Tannehill the reason they're making it deep in the playoffs, or right. is it almost? No, he's saying that Vrabel is the that's coach. That's exactly that... what I'm saying. Is like you can have it uh, now. Again, okay. those are outliers, and I, I agree you. with okay. that. No, I'm all right. I'm I'm like, that's a good answer. And I, I think that's a good answer. The whole point of this, I'm not saying Sean Payton that's is a bust point. with that statement, right? I'm not saying that. I'm saying that you're you're taking a risk. You're taking a two taking two draft picks off the board uh, in the future and hoping that he's able to come in here and turn things around. Right, he was able to do some things in the at the Saints. He turned them from the Aints back into the Saints. Right, he did do that with the help of a guy named Drew Brees. If you look at every every game that he had without Drew, let's talk about the 2015 season. Drew Brees was hurt 
for the first five five games or however long that was, they didn't do well. Like, and again, it's a backup quarterback, and it's hard to be able to judge him based on that. But if you don't have it, we don't know what he's like without. Yeah, Drew but it's almost as you're right about that. But it's one thing to judge a coach who's had to face an injury in the middle of a season than a coach right. who has had to deal with understanding that that's going to be their season. And v- Vrabel understood that Tannehill was his guy, but at the same time, he's had limited success as well. As soon as they get to the playoffs, they're getting yes. bounced. And you could argue they are in the week, a week division. You know, I mean, the Colts, it's post Andrew Luck Colts. It's Jacksonville Jaguars. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. No, no Deshaun Watson Texans for at least one of one or so. And of those they years. flame out in the playoffs consistently. Yeah. So but how about this is that, look, no, I think that's, that's a good answer. And I think this is Tannehill is the story that people wanted Sam Darnold to be. Oh yeah. Yeah. Remember Adam Gase. We were like, hey, Ryan Tannehill got away from Adam Gase. Maybe if you get Sam Donald yeah, away for him, you can, rep- mm-hmm. you, can, you can remake that same kind of magic. Who was the coach for Andy Dalton and the Bengals where they went to like they, – they Marvin Lewis. Made, Marvin Lewis, where they made the they playoffs went, like they eight never years won in a row won one. Game. Yeah. yeah, they yeah, never won a playoff right game. Yeah, I'd say Andy Dalton's a mid-level quarterback. He's not terrible, but he's not – a world beater by any means. He did. He was. He was pretty good when he had AJ Green healthy he was and solid. Yeah. Uh, and uh, was well, it he had those moments right with, with Cam. He had a couple of years, 2012, 2013. He was good for like yeah. two or three years span. Same draft classes, Cam. Was it? Yeah. Same draft class. Sure, yeah. yeah. And then we had to. I always hated him because people be like, "Oh, compared. yeah, Dalton is just as good as Cam." Man, I want to kill y'all, mugs. The numbers two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Podcast brothers, how y'all doing? G Cavassier. Hey man, I just finished watching Steve Wilkes interview, whatever. I like that dude, man. <clears throat> Excuse me, I really do like that dude, man. Carolina, you know what I'm saying? He a Carolinian just like myself, you know what I'm saying? I called to 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 release my 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 problem. I am sick and tired of people saying Sean Payton is coming to the Panthers. I do not see that shit happening, man. No, because y'all know and I know he's still under contract with the New Orleans Saints. And you think for one minute New Orleans Saints is going to let him go to a division rival? Hell no. And they gonna want too much. They gonna want a first round draft choice, not this year, the next year. Oh, and maybe a more second from next year or third. It, it, it's too expensive for us, man. It is, man. So my opinion, Sean Payton is not coming here. I do not see that shit, man. I really don't, man. Give me your thoughts on that. Keep pounding. Agreed. I just and we're we're saying two first round picks. I'm telling you, that's that's for any other team that wants him. Talking about in division, you don't think that that asking price is going to be three, four, or two first rounds, two second rounds. And yeah, us I don't train think for one of their players to come over here to take a, a money off of their salary cap. That's I don't even I don't know if there's a number that would be worth it to the Saints. I don't know if there would be. You know, it's Honestly. just the fear that it would actually work would threaten. And let's up. even say it like this: what the the theory that we pose that maybe they take some future first round picks. No, I don't think that they are because they don't have a first round pick this year. And like, if the Panthers are in a position 
Like, let's just say here, it's the number one overall pick, and we're going to be able to get a high-caliber player like a C.J. Stroud, there's no way our division rival is going to let us pair him with Sean Payton. That's why I'm against it. If we're just talking Sean Payton as an offensive mind and as a coach, nothing else attached to it, dude, I am down. I am so down, but that's not the reality of the situation. So there's of that. What if I, what if I pose, what if I pose one horrific uh, scenario that could potentially land Sean Payton? And that is trading CMC. No, 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 no trade. It's a it's a multi year plan. It's a not this year, not this year, twenty twenty three, but twenty twenty four plan. Because I think the rights go through. Is it through twenty twenty four or until twenty twenty four? I think it's through twenty twenty four. Oh, so it wouldn't be till twenty twenty five. You can land them. Yeah. What I would wonder is this: if you could do some secret collusion. <laughs> with Sean Payton where table. you know which quarterback he would draft this year. Like if you knew that he wanted CJ Stroud, if you could somehow gather that intelligence of the guy that it would take. And then here's the meanest possible thing that could ever happen. But rich people screw black people all the time. What if, you did what Arizona did to Steve Wilkes. Not a shot they're about to do that. Not with what the lawsuit is. One year. Oh, okay. Not with the lawsuit the way that it is. He's a part of that lawsuit with collusion and uh, and all that. There is not a chance in the world. Dep- uh, Tepper, Tepper is a fucking. That. I don't know. I feel hey, like Tepper's a grease ball at this point. That's why, I, to be honest, that's why there's a part of me that kind of feels bad for Steve Wilkes and Steve Smith even said this on his cut to it podcast. They're going to lose some games, man. For as good as Steve Wilkes is, this might be an untenable situation for the man. I mean, this, this quarterback room is really not the fact that a a guy, uh, Jacob Beeson is probably going to be elevated at some point. He's going to be your backup. This dude has been bouncing around. And now P.J. Walker is going to be the guy that you go with until either Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold come back. Like, I I, I don't know. I I know that Steve Wilkes is a great man, and I think he's a great coach. I think time will tell if he's a great head coach. But there's only so much that you can reasonably expect from this man. And and I do think that for as excited as Panther fans are – about Steve Wilkes' triumphant return, we kind of need to pump the brakes a little bit and and basically give him the same expectations that we would have given anyone else and that this team is facing a very uphill battle. Um, yeah, is that uh, – I just feel like this is um, – and here, I'm going to go to this comment. Jay Thomas, who uh, has been very active on our YouTube page. I appreciate your support, Jay Thomas. Uh when um, for our work, he said, wait, explain that a little bit more clearly, please. What I just mean is this, is that like the reason that Steve Wilkes is involved in a lawsuit is because there has been 
there is i don't know i don't actually know his the details of why he is part well, of it's it it's basically but saying that these black head coaches that the the nfl ownership is only adhering to the rooney rule so they're giving them the opportunity to interview but for example, the Giants, they had Brian Flores going out to interview for the Giants job. But they had already but they, they already knew that they were gonna hire Dable. Uh, 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 Dable, Dable whatever Dable. Dable. Brian Brian Dable from the Buffalo Bills. This is also representative of Steve Wilkes going over there to Arizona, having a dog. But he actually got line. the job, but they he, he was a patsy. Job, but, he was a patsy. He, right. They they, they didn't, didn't set they him up. Josh Rosen as their quarterback and they had a terrible offensive line and a bunch of turnaround on defense. And then they're going to fire this man after his first year and then say, Oh, okay, well we clearly need to go in a different direction. What was Steve Wilkes ever supposed to do? They had something like 484 roster moves that year, which is insane. Yeah. I think, uh, but I'm just saying this is that like, imagine, imagine giving Wilkes the job and you're like, Oh, well we look, we did it. He did. It. And then he, he underperformed. If, if and then boom, Sean Payton. I mean, it would be the worst slime ballist thing you could yeah, ever do I, in the history wanna, of the world. You want to hear something that I've, uh, that they were talking about on the Pat McAfee show today. Let's hear it. Mike Tomlin coming to the Panthers. Now that get out, get out of the Steelers. Cause like, you know, there's, he's been with the Steelers for so long. They're already kind of, they've, unfortunately they are not looking very hot, even with their, uh, young, a quarterback in Kenny Pickett. He has been, uh, they, I mean, they, they lost 34 to three mm-hmm. on Sunday. And that was in the first half. They stopped even trying after the second half. Like after the first half, like they, they are not, they weren't good. Um, and so they had, they had actually posed that question on, uh, on Pat McAfee's show today. Um, and they were saying like, they don't think that Tomlin's the guy that's going to be leaving that, you know, that, that room he's led those, t- those players and everything. And so he seems to be a guy who's going to follow through. Uh, but I tell you what, I think I would prefer a Tomlin over a Sean Payton every day. No way. And here's the percent. No oh, way. Goodness, I, yeah. I, I agree. I was look, look, look. Tomlin has made the playoffs every year he's been a coach of Ben Roethlisberger. He's made the playoffs. Yes. Even every with his worst year. years. Every single year he's had a winning record and made the playoffs. I would have Mike Tomlin. If I could pick any coach. Mike Tomlin would be the very, very top of my list. Because he's a of defensive how he guy. Is. But He's I, been but struggling I, over the last the four years but to get his offense the, together. The man has never had a losing season. He might this year, maybe but, but he, 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 he has season. never he has never had a losing season as the head coach of the Pitt, Pittsburgh Steelers. And one more thing, the one of the reasons why I don't think happened, CK, not to appear in your cornflakes no, here, sure. but there was a lot of rumors that you heard a few years back that many in the Steelers ownership were trying to move oh, on yeah. Get from, out of from, from, from Mike Tomlin. And it was some people believe rumored. it was Tepper. Well, there was an article that explicitly stated that David Tepper was amongst those people that wanted Mike Tomlin out there. So CK, it makes you wonder, well, he wanted to get rid of him in Pittsburgh. Does David Tepper, Actually, now, does he have the kind of change of heart that makes him go, okay, now I want this guy to be the head of my organization? He, like, just, he just fired uh, Matt Rule after three years after he just hired him because he wanted him to be a part of his organization. 
right? He, he's changed his heart Maybe. there, right? I when, am not down on a defensive guy. If we're going to get a defensive head coach, I'd rather just have Wilkes. But even with a defensive head coach, Pittsburgh had a powerful offense for a few a lot of years during during Roethlisberger's prime. I do I mean, want it's not like he can't have guy. an offensive a good offensive team. Let's see who their offensive coordinator. Didn't they have that old ass offensive coordinator who was there for like twenty years? Though we'll have to look that up. Look at who their offensive coordinator. They've had a lot. Was uh, Bruce in that, Arians in those was years there of success for oh, a long yeah. time. They've yeah. had. They've had. A but bunch that of was. Good but man, he went to the court. That's been. 12 15 years so i wonder how many look up who their offensive coordinators are let's go to the next call hey boys baby rhino here in jamestown um rhino. calling you on this tuesday afternoon uh kind of following along with what i said last week no emotion no nothing going on really um i want you guys take on what you think happens from here i mean we got steve wilkes going to be an interim coach. Um, just really wanted y'all's opinion. I, I know everybody's heard this news by now, but um, I was just kind of interested in uh, y'all's take. Uh, also, you know, some of the rumors that I heard prior to all this stuff going around is that uh, Steve Wilkes and, and Phil Snow were uh, – there was talk about them not getting along. I wonder if any of this has something to do with that. Um, other than that, uh, you guys are going to get us through this. Just seems like it's going to be either another rebuild or a new retread. I'm, I don't think a retread is going to work, but, uh, we'll continue to tune in with your podcasts. Keep it up, boys. Everybody listening, hit that like and subscribe. Give these boys what they need. Uh, and as always, keep pounding. Uh, excuse me. I can't talk. Great. Thank you, baby Rhino, for the call. I'm going to turn the mic over to Cody Lashney because really this all circles back to the news that was broken uh, over a month ago. I feel like about a month ago now or close. I mean, it's been several, maybe three weeks. Yeah. So my original, uh, it was on September the 16th is when I first released uh, from our inside information that there was a real barrier between Steve Wilkes and Phil Snow, and that you know, like a uh, bat daddy said earlier, there's a there's a Game of Thrones esque factions, you know, split down the middle between people and our coaching staff. There were very clearly alliances that were being formed between coaches um, and players. So, uh, and with how everything has has transpired, it really leads us to believe that the source that we do have really does have some good information. And I wanted to jump to this next part of the conversation because it's a fascinating one. Um, if you've been following me on Twitter, please do so. You see it right there, at Cody Lack, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. Follow me. Uh, you know That's why I've been putting a lot of my, my news drops when I do put them. Uh, but also, you know, I'm a fun to stir the pot. But uh, this is what my source told me this afternoon, and I'm just relating to you all what was related to me. Source. And again, this is from my same source as last time. The Panthers are trying to trade Christian McCaffrey to the Buffalo Bills and Robbie Anderson to the Green Bay Packers. For Christian McCaffrey, Carolina is asking for a second round pick and running back Devin Singletary. For Robbie Anderson, they want a fourth round pick and a seventh round pick. However, 
Green Bay is only offering a sixth-round pick. Scott Fitzgerald with that level of compensation and is pushing for more. Both CMC and Robbie must agree to the trades before they can be made final. And again, as I always say, this is up to you whether you believe it or not. I mean, personally, I I, I 100% believe everything that I just read to you all. I'm not necessarily a fan of it because I really do believe that that the Panthers, especially if it's the Buffalo the Buffalo Bills, there is a way to finagle a late first round pick out of Buffalo's hands for an incredible football player that, as of right now, is one of the only reasons why someone would want to be the future head coach of the Carolina Panthers. So I believe he's worth the first round pick. I, I'm also in agreement where I, I don't even know if we're going to be able to get uh, a fourth round pick for Robbie Anderson. As much as I would love that, I just don't know what that contract and the level of production, I don't necessarily know that we're going to be able to get that. However, I have no doubt the validity of my source and what they're telling to us. I have no reason to believe that none of this is is true. So, Tony, CK, Greg, to everyone in the chat room, what do you think about this? Do you think that the Panthers are going to be able to get more than a second-round pick for Christian McCaffrey? And does any of this make sense to you? Go ahead, Greg. I think it it all makes sense. It's like I said, I I would get rid of everybody except for those five defensive players I was talking about. And as much as I love Christian McCaffrey, I mean, you know how I feel about Robbie Anderson, so he can go. And I don't think we'll get a fourth for him. It's, I think just a six is too much for Robbie Anderson, but we'll see. Um, as much as I love Christian McCaffrey, I'd love to see him be on a successful team. And through his prime with us rebuilding, I don't see that happening with us, at least right now. And, and Buffalo is... Man, you put Christian McCaffrey on Buffalo. I, I don't think there's anybody that beats him for years, to be truly honest with you. I, I think they're going to be a dominant team. Good. Exactly. And that's why you don't get anything less than a one. And the that's reason I say that is you get a two from Buffalo, it's basically a three. Fair point. Right. That's a really it's good point. Yeah, because bo- yeah. at the bottom You're of the second exactly round. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, again, knowing what kind of player McCaffrey is, knowing what he's able to do as a pass catcher. And like I said before, Christian McCaffrey is one of the most consistent, most valuable pieces of the Panthers' offense when he's actually healthy. So if we're going to be bringing in a brand-new head coach, one of the biggest selling points about this football team is that you have Christian McCaffrey. If if we're going to give away that to a, a Super Bowl contender, we need a first round pick. I really hope uh, what I'm hoping is that is willing to come down on the price for Robbie Anderson, get Robbie Anderson out of here, take the sixth round pick from Green Bay, really dress to Brandon Bean, who we have a lot of connections with. Hell, put Dan Morgan on the phone. Let those two talk to one another. Get a first round pick for Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, you've got well, in the, you have the most leverage with a team like Buffalo, who is that one piece that is missing from their offense is their running game. 
and the fact that they don't have anybody that is in that running game that's capable of catching out of the backfield and doing the things that Christian does. Um, they don't have a lot of uh, they don't have a lot of ability to negotiate from the perspective of the the value that he's going to bring to their team and the fact that their value of their first round at this point in time is predicted to be the lowest you can possibly get in the round of the first in the first round, right? Um, so that part I would say is uh, is why you ask for a first. Um, and as the season goes on, as we get closer to that trade deadline. Uh, our our ability to ask for more is getting you know especially as these teams are getting to that point where it's like we need yeah. to fill this need. I think that we have a lot more negotiating power. I think people would say that's the opposite, especially as T, you know if Steve Smith's statements uh, on his podcast are true, where he stated that if he's on this team, he's asking for a trade. We might start to see that exodus, right? Um, and if we do then our negotiating ability doesn't, I don't think it falters. I think it only strengthens. I think, um, I think that rare gamer brought up a good point is I would be, I would be interested in not only like, I wouldn't just say first or nothing. If you start talking some monetary compensation in there to make it. So to alleviate some of the cap burden that we're facing in what could Mm -hmm. potentially be a rebuild And to continue off of this is just going back to the Robbie. And actually, this would be a good segue uh, to the Super Chat. Let's go ahead and pull that up. Our man, uh, Jay Thomas, with the 499 love bomb. Thanks, Jay. He says, give us a breakdown exactly what's happened to Robbie Anderson. There was so much hype around this guy for the past few years. I'll give you my short answer. Hold on. He's I want to get it. Hold on. Hold okay. on. No, yeah, yeah. I've been ahead. waiting to talk. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Y'all go been ahead. sitting here talking about Christian McCaffrey not getting enough. Is that I think this, a six round for Robbie it sounds so cheap. It sounds like bargain basement. And here's the thing is that while you guys are saying that the Bills need or could re- like could make a run with Christian McCaffrey, it could be dominant, yes. But there's also an argument that they could go down win the Super Bowl with the squad they got right now, the way they're playing. The the Packers are in their last kind of hurrah with Aaron Rodgers. You know what I'm saying? And they have no receivers. None. And like at Rodgers is throwing it down the field. No one's catching it. No one's getting separation. They are desperate for wide receivers. I'm just saying six sounds too cheap. Maybe a, f- I mean, like straight fourth, that would be awesome. Like, He's I mean, definitely- like just that, no extra pick. But maybe we're really talking about DJ on that point. So let's go. That's my only qualm here is you guys are sitting here saying that's not enough for Christian McCaffrey. I'm saying, God, that is so cheap for uh, Robbie. But at the same time, you are freeing up a spot and just let Terrace Marshall Jr. come in and see what you got for the rest of the season. So let's talk about Robbie Anderson, and I think it all just goes back to Matt Fool, Matt Rule. Well, so is he's at he's his guy. I'll say this, and I've been saying this for a while. Uh, it, the 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 long deep receiver, that go route receiver for the Panthers, has been cursed ever since 2016 when Cam Newton got hurt. There has not been a consistent downfield passing attack. On the Carolina Panthers, not with DJ Moore, not with Curtis Samuel, 
And it certainly hasn't been with Robbie Anderson. It's largely been because we didn't have the quarterback to be able to hit those speedsters in stride. And I, I honestly think that reasons, Jay, why Robbie didn't have the level of success that we were all hoping that he was going to have. And frankly, it's been disappointing. The reason that I disagree with you, uh, Tony, there's been a lot of drops on behalf of Robbie Anderson. Uh, but also, you have to consider the contract that they're going to be taking on for him, even though it's another year. And this year and last year, the numbers on Robbie Anderson have not been good. Like, he has not been good in that aspect. And I think they're going to be able to come back to us and say, look, the numbers and what he has done, they just don't justify a fourth-round pick. And I kind of have to agree with them. He's ranked number 75 in wide receivers in the NFL right now he's, by PFF. And, and he's paid 27th. He's the 27th highest paid wide receiver, in that, which means he's paid higher than five number one wide receivers on teams. Yeah, right that's absurd, man. Yeah. It's just not dead. That's, you will not believe how much dead money. We should just make Robbie Anderson pick up trash at Bank of America Stadium. If make him our trade, mascot. If we <laughs> trade him, him he'll, he'll yeah. drop it. He'll just drop it, man. Uh, if you oh. trade him, listen to this. If you trade him pre July, June 1st, right? So if you trade him this year, like we're talking about, you would have $19 million in dead money this year. You would save $8 million in cap. It also says, here, I'm going to just show it to you guys so we can read this together. So I'm not doing this wrong, interpreting this wrong. I went to the trade pre-June. I think that both of these columns have to apply. We're talking $19 million in dead money. So it accelerates all of his bonus to, yeah, this, it accelerates all that. We got to take on all that. But that's already stuff we're getting hit with this year anyway, right? Well, no, this is the, we get hit with the, we save his salary next year. That's what I mean. That's what we save. That's what we save his salary next year. And. These Overplaying bo- mediocre players. Overpaying mediocre players is the freaking Panthers MO, dude. That's and you want to keep the do. guy who did it. Robbie Anderson is the Josh Gordon of the offense. Oh, you're because talking about was that uh you're saying a fitterer contract? That was right a fitterer contract, yeah. Was that Robbie's? Yeah. This is we're moving on. If we trade... again, that was meant to me that, that okay. I know I can't prove this, CK. But to me, that wasn't Fitterer. That was Matt Rule signing his his uh, uh, Temple guy, and, and he even that, gave that, him the game ball. Robbie yeah, gave him the game. Man, it's like, so I, I'm a I agree. Believer. I think I think Matt and, Rule had a hand in it. But again, Matt or, or Scott Fitterer okay it. Negotiated that contract. Yeah, okay, that's it. the negotiated contract Scott Fitterer got. That's he your boy. I know. And by the way, but there's, I also a, believe, there's some shade on Fitterer that people don't like to talk about, CK. I, I also, and again, you, you can say that that makes him a weakling, it makes him a yes man, and maybe you're right about that. And again, I can't necessarily prove this, but this is just my, my opinion on things. I am a firm believer that Matt Rule has been the one pulling the trigger on every single quarterback 
move made outside of Cam Newton. I think David Tepper forced that upon Matt Rule. But I think from Teddy Bridgewater to, to Sam Darnold to Baker Mayfield, I think all of those three were on Matt Rule. And we already know that all the Temple guys, all the Baylor guys, that was Matt Rule having 100% roster control. And, I, you know, I, I understand people want to be critical of Fitterer, and I can't really tell you anything that would make you less in that position. Time will tell, but I can't necessarily count on Fitterer for those things when I feel like I know that Matt Rule was the arbiter of all of those decisions. Right, and I'm willing to give him a, a year to see how he does without Matt Rule. The problem is his fingerprints are also on the the yeah. the lack right. of success of this team. And we can blame Rule, but at the same token, we've got to blame Scott Fitterer. They go hand or in hand, we which can is say part this. of why Tony likes the idea of throwing both of them out and starting fresh with a new head coach and a new GM at the same time. Because guess what? That way we don't have to ask that question anymore. It would be understandable. If look, how about this? Is that if that if David Tepper comes out after the trade deadline and says we're cleaning house, I don't think any of us would sit here and go, it's completely unnecessary. Right. You would have you would continue to ask those questions. Was it rule? Was he handcuffed? Could he have been better? All of these different things. But nobody would be sitting here going, Oh, he was so flawless and put in such a terrible position that he couldn't get it done. In fact, if anything, there's a real question about does he have enough backbone? Does he have enough backbone to be the guy you think he is? Because I know it's written into rules contract and all of this. But he's like, he could have, him and Tepper could have strong guard rule if they needed to. You know, so I don't know. Um, here, let's go to this, this super check. Uh, first of all, we want to thank you guys all Absolutely. for your support. There's 225 people in the chat room. I want you guys to smash those thumbs up button. Be a part of the show. The number is 252-228-5098. And Jake Cagle says this, 499 Love Bomb. First of all, he says, we love to see three Panthers podcasts. I'm going to support you with more than a thumbs up. And we appreciate that. What if Wilkes wins the division and gets the job? Then Fit trades the kitchen sink to move up for a quarterback. How would y'all feel? I'm going to speak for Cody on this one. He would feel just fine about that. He's okay with aggressively pursuing that quarterback. If, Absolutely. If Coach Wilkes comes in here and wins eight games, it's going to be hard not to say this guy yeah. deserves it. Even for me, as, yeah. so, as somebody who wants the – I agree with you, Tony. I, and I've said here just recently, I want the offensive guy to be our head coach that way, when we do find the franchise quarterback, you're not having to worry about some other team coming to pluck our offensive playmaker as soon as the Panthers experience some level of success. I don't want that. That's why I want the offensive mind at head coach. But, man, if Steve Wilkes, with his background, not only on the Carolina Panthers, but being from Charlotte, and also if this man turns around this hapless Carolina Panthers team, man, how could you give the job to anyone else? Who else would have been able to do it under those circumstances? If that happens, Steve Wilkes has to be at the very What's top. What's that of number, place. guys? What's that number for you? I don't uh, think it's man. division. I don't think it's winning the division. Six I don't even wins. think it's making it. Six? Six wins, start wow. with one and four. That's a little low for me. 
Yeah, I got I got to see eight to be truly honest. And no, six no, no, is no, no, just no. One win above where we've been at. Hold on, let's, 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 let's look forward. Let's let's look forward, and let's look at this this schedule and say if we win six games. Let's let's say we win three games, and we would be impressed with what we've got going on based on the next next uh, twelve games that we have. Right? We uh, we're one in four right now. And we face a lot of people that have. We got the lot. Rams next. We got the Ravens on the schedule. The We've got the good. Bucks twice. We've got the. Yeah, but Aaron Donald alone could beat our team. Oh, I agree. He'll he'll smash our offensive line, but because the, they're a better team than us, but they're not nearly as good as everybody makes them out to be. I, I I'm gonna say they're they gonna have. A I hard think time if we're eight, I think if we're eight and nine, that number. It's but if, crazy if we're eight and nine, new daddy asked the question in the chat room. He said if we win the division, but eight and nine is kind of the same. If we're eight and nine, does that mean we're re-signing a quarterback too? No, you did it with a carousel of quarterbacks at okay. that point. You know, because mm-hmm. look, you're not yeah, you but have you're not to, getting a quarterback in the first round if you end up eight and nine. You got to then get that trade mo- mo- mojo up, like he's talking about. Okay. <laughs> on the so I've on, got the schedule up. All right, let's look at the predictions that we have here from going going on forward. Do five us- wins on that schedule that could happen i think okay so that's where i'm saying if we win six that's number one that's more wins than rules ever gotten in a season in a shorter amount of time yeah that's more and than coming in here <laughs> coming in here inheriting a fucking dumpster fire while at it with a guy with no quarterback that has been proven if they come in here and they win six more games I'm not going to say I'm jumping up and down that we're, we've lost an additional seven games, but I'm saying like winning six more warrants a real conversation of whether Steve Wilkes with a good quarterback is able to take this team all the way where we need to go. I oh, mean, that's a yeah, reasonable that's number. Yeah. You know, my number was eight total wins for the season, which would be seven more wins. But Can I mean, we do I, this? go ahead. Can we just like, we, instead of like, doing a breakdown and doing like a whole, you know, prediction reset. Can we just go down the list and say whether or not we think the game is winnable? Like right. not even, not even on the not, road not against even, the Rams. No, not even if we're going to win, I just say winnable. Possible. Possible. Is it, is it possible to win? LA Rams are not looking as good this year as they did last year. They got a Super Bowl hangover. Everybody's double teaming Cooper cup. Listen, I'm by no means am I predicting that the Panthers are gonna win, but I think that game is more win than you guys are giving credit for. And to be honest, no way. we've been a we've been a better road team than we are at home. So I'm gonna say winnable, LA Rams. What has been our uh one of our biggest weaknesses uh when you think about our offensive line? Uh running the football. No, no, not I mean I'm talking about our offensive Interior. line. Our interior has been one of our biggest weaknesses. Uh, if you want to match that with Taylor Moten, Aaron Donald's going to eat, and that's going to be a problem. Um, Jalen Ramsey has been getting burned, but he's still uh, a hell of a cornerback. Um, and uh, and when you think about their their offense uh, outside of that Cooper Cup, maybe getting doubled. But if Chin is out, Xavier Woods out. Um, if there's any sustained injuries on any of these guys, uh, if if uh, by the way, J.C. Horn went to the locker room and that game yep. Sunday. He might not be in there. This no, it, it, Jeremy. It, yeah, it's like we know we know quarterback not winnable. I agree. Sorry. I must say not winnable. But as I continue to talk about that, because I gave the stat daddy some 
last second homework real quick or some work to do some stats because there is a question about like, it does seem that interim coaches and teams have, maybe I'm wrong. Just remember it, but I feel like they have some kind of bizarre success in their first game. Like they hit this. I don't know. Like if people underestimate them or what, but I agree with CK. This is a, like on the road, certainly it's not like there's a great home environment there, but there's no, we don't have anything right. And, and you know what? You might as well just go, at least Wilkes said he's going to run the ball a lot. It's just like Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. I would say no. Yeah. Uh, hey, real quick, Jacob Cable, Kangle with uh, another 499 love bomb. Jake, we appreciate you, brother. He says, like my preacher used to preach, faith of a mustard seed. Would love to see our guy Wilkes shot the world like the interim Raiders coach last year. And yeah, shout out to Connor yesterday, yeah. Brent uh, Rich Fasaccia, who did just that as the interim head coach for the Raiders. I, I agree, man. I think we're all going to be pulling for him. Uh, Bat Daddy, you think that's a winnable game, Los Angeles Rams? I think it is with the way Los Angeles is playing right now. I mean, I think it's possible that we could win that game, like because you can win any given Sunday. But okay. uh, I think they'll end up beating us. Um, okay, you have the stats. I do have the stats. Since the start of the modern era, there have been eighty-seven interim coaches. Sixteen managed to win more games than they lost during their interim stints, and two of the eighty-seven took their teams to the playoffs. Wow! I wonder how many have won their first game. I wonder if we could find out when did Rich Fasaccio take? Did they, you know, it just feels like for some reason they always tend to come out and do something. Yeah, like something yeah. strange. All right, let's go to Tampa Bay. I'm going to say let's no. Let's just power no. through these. Let's just power through no. these no. Just real, real quick. Tampa Bay, no. uh, I'll say no. Atlanta Falcons, winnable. Absolutely yeah. winnable. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals, I'll no. say yes. No, I'll say yes. I, I I don't I don't think they're as good as they were last year. And I agree. Both they were. Be- hey, hold on, hold on. That argument I would agree with if they didn't do this exact same shit last year and then go on a run on the last half of okay. the season. They and very- they've had a tough okay. schedule. I feel like too. Yeah. yeah. So we already said Atlanta's winnable. Baltimore. No, no. They're playing fucking lights out, man. We want some Lamar Jackson and Greg Roman as our pair. All right, Denver, Denver yes. We didn't all do uh No, we all said no to Baltimore, right? Not, yeah. not Baltimore. Just okay. speak up if you're, as we say no, if you're That's the... different. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, Broncos, winnable. Yeah. Yes. Winnable. Yeah, it's winnable. Seattle, Seattle. Seahawks. Not winnable. Yes. Not winnable. Yes. I think yes. it's winnable. winnable. Nope. They have one of the winnable. best offenses in the entire NFL. And their Dude, defense did you see is that bad. pass oh. that Gino threw deep? The Dude, other day? They, but they have one of the worst defenses, but so did the Arizona Cardinals, and they destroyed us. Guess who's got one of the, the worst offense? Us. Okay, so I'll give you that. It's kind of a maybe for me, but I think that is think winnable. less winnable than the next one. Hey, uh, all right, Pittsburgh Steelers. Winnable. Not winnable. Could be winnable. Yeah. Winnable, With man. No what? Yeah. At yeah, home. Yeah, no what might be back. Actually, it's way. on the road. We're in Carolina, but on the road. <laughs> yeah, right. It's going to be filled to the brim. <laughs> oh, with, yeah. Uh, what could be back fans. for that, by the way? Yeah. yeah but, um, it, but again, they have no answer at quarterback. And, and Detroit, I, I just, I'm going to say no. Detroit, uh, no. Yeah, yeah. Why is that not winnable? 
They got the best offense in the yeah. league, and they but ran they into a buzzsaw yeah. with the Patriots, who always yeah, but the do Lions that to like teams. they always find. I say winnable because the Lions will find a way to fuck it up too, dude. Mm, so do um, we. I'll say winnable on that one as well. Yeah. I say no, but okay. Greg, did you say winnable? Uh, oh yeah, I say Lions are winnable. I mean, right. they can be they can be had. Swift Tampa can be Bay, by them. Tampa Bay, we said no. We already beat the Saints, so why not say winnable? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I guess so, there's gonna be a couple. So how many winnable that, is but... that? That goes Saints and say say we dis. Let's split Pittsburgh and the Lions. How about that? So that's two. Then you got Denver three. You've got um, Falcons, Falcons four. So five. And Saints, I'm telling you, man. Yeah. So you're talking five. Five truly winnable games. That would still be a six win season. But I'm if you get to, if you win six and you get the seven games, that means you won a That's game that I'm you saying. really didn't Look. have a chance in hell to do. That's Tyler, what I mean. Tyler Brown in the chat does raise a good point. To win any of these games, we're going to have to at least get a first down. Mm-hmm. Like consistently get first also, downs. Like we can get a new coach, but that doesn't mean that, that all the plays going. I to say this is I just it say could, go but... bring Norv Turner out of fucking retirement. Go get Cam and no shot Norv mm-hmm. right here. Why? Nora's not going to come so, back here. No, Ron so Rivera. I thought you didn't want Cam. To I don't come want back Cam, but like I'm telling you, this is. I think that our offense is dead under Ben McAdoo. How hysterical would it be if we started to sign all like the 25th? Like we got Jonathan Stewart back for some reason. We got Greg, Greg Olson. Olson. <laughs> we got, we, we got this. Philly Brown comes out of nowhere. Hey, you know what? <laughs> you know what? We might have to ask Jonathan Stewart yeah. that. Tomorrow night. Oh, that's on the, right. On ah! the C3B chat. Hey, if you haven't heard, tomorrow night, Panther legend Jonathan Stewart is going to be interviewed by the boys here on the C3 podcast. We're going to ask him all the questions that you want to know about, about Matt Rule, about the coaching staff, about Christian McCaffrey, Wilkes, absolutely everything. Hit that like and subscribe. So that you can catch our interview with the Panther legend Jonathan Stewart tomorrow night. It's gonna be awesome, man. All right, let's go to the next call. Hey C three, this is uh I'm just calling in to uh get my thoughts about um uh, Coach Wilkes uh press conference. I thought it went well. I thought he was calm. Uh, I thought he gave very, very good points post. and uh I thought it was funny when they asked about uh Kinkley, uh that was uh, how he good. joked about it. Um but I really like this guy, and I'm op- optimistic about what he can do. Uh, I think he could be a good coach, uh, and maybe uh, going forward, maybe he'll earn the job. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Um, looking forward to the show tonight, and uh, looking forward to see y'all talk to Jay Stu. Yeah, man, right. uh, fantastic stuff. We thank you so much. I think we really touched on just some of those things as we went through the um the schedule is like, is it possible for him really to do something here? And really at the end of the day, it just comes down. Can this offense do anything? Can this offense do anything? Let's go to the next call. The number is two, five, two, 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 eight, 5098. Hey guys. A.E. Lincoln really enjoyed yesterday participating in the panel. Um, been reading a lot of news today. Not a whole lot new has changed since yesterday. But I am interested on who we who are we going to trade for what picks, and will will Coach Wilkes get a fair shake? 
I believe he deserves one because I am a huge fan of him, and I'm fine with him being our next head coach as long as we get a good OC who's worth a damn. Um, that's all I got to say for the moment. Uh, hope to hear you guys tonight live, and uh, keep pounding. I wonder if we can shame uh, the Carolina Panthers and the NFL to doing the right thing in a way if he does reasonably well. You know, is like David Tepper's reputation, public opinion, he's public enemy number one right now, in my opinion. His reputation is at an all-time low. We went to the Gallup polls. It's at the worst, the lowest of lows right now. He's being thrown in there. I heard people in the in comments on the video we put up today, uh, which you can go watch the clip of us reacting to him having his temper tantrum in the press conference, is that people said worst owner in the NFL. You're talking about a guy who's got a, a subpoena against him who was hiding in France with uh, the dude from the Commanders. And you're in that Snyder? conversation, the the Snyder, yeah, Dan Snyder, Dan Snyder, like he's in that conversation of bad owners already. Is that Tony? He can't be the worst. He brought music to Charlotte. Thank Come you. on, did you that see guy that thing I put up? Yeah, did you see that, that picture I put up? I, I can. How it up. stupid! I know I'm a dummy. I'm a dummy. I could, and that's what I was thinking about the whole time when I was thinking about this show right here. The number is 252-228-5098. We're going to put up this picture for you guys. I've, I'm a cat. I'm going to have to go to confession for this. Uh, let's go to the next call. What's going on, CC Nation? It's your boy, J.N. for hitting y'all up. Um, one thing, I'm happy that Matt Rule is gone. Thank God I'm happy that he's gone. But at the same time, I do not feel sorry for him because the man is getting $42 million. And he's probably going to get more than that once he get a college coaching job. And he's going to get one, you know. So, but all that, everything is still about temper for me. And I'm probably the only one, Somebody I know somebody probably alluded to it as well. But Tepper is the main point for me, and it has been ever since he's gotten here. You know, first of all, he should have cleaned house from the get-go, as a lot of us have been saying. And we are not in, or a lot of us are not in, in the NFL. We just know what's up. We just know the right way to go with it. He should have cleaned out. Okay, you fire Ron Morrell. Good. You should have cleaned house. Fire Marnie Herney. You should have, if you want to let go of Cam, you should have done it respectfully and start all over. Get a GM. Get a coach. Get a a NFL quality coach, not a college coach. We all know that a college coach just doesn't work. I know everybody want to say Pete Carroll worked, but Pete Carroll was an NFL head coach before he was in a, um, a college head coach. People need to look that up. He was he was um, in the NFL for 15 years before he went to Southern Cal, and then he went to back um, to the NFL. So he had mad experience versus one is versus what Matt Rule did one year um, as an uh, offensive line assistant. That doesn't cut it for me. So it was his fault that he hired Matt Rule, and that was a dumb decision from the get-go. That's on him. 
he needs to if he needs to get a um, consultant to teach him like this is what you need, this is this is the GM that you need that can hire a good coach, um good coach, he should have done that. He had a chance to get Andrew Berry. He did not get near the Marty Herney to get Andrew Berry and stuff like that. We probably could have had um Kevin Stefanski here. Who knows? But this is all on temper. Everything is on temper. He want to get spicy at the conference, at the press conference. Hey, like, dude, you can't get mad because you the one who give this dude seven years, seven years of and millions of dollars. Probably one of the highest coach, highest head coach. I'm um, calling back again. This is Jay, this is Jay Anderson oh, calling back again. But I just want to say that he made that dumb decision and. He worked. For, he had worked for the Steelers. He was a minority owner of the Steelers and stuff like that. You mean to tell me that you was a minority owner of the Steelers? What have you been doing while you were there? Because you should have seen how Art Rooney and, and the Rooney family been working their um system in the in the Steelers. Hell, you could have copied them. You didn't. Like everything is on Temple. So whatever he, I don't know what what's going to happen this season. I'm I'm going to watch it. I I don't have my emotions into this season, but I'm still going to watch the Panthers because that's my team. But I want Thanks, to Jay see Anderson, man. We appreciate it. Victory. It was a flawless awesome victory. Call, it was a great call. And you're right. I agree 100 with you. I've been giving David Tepper such a hard time. People in the comments on the video, the clip we put up from yesterday, I've been mad. I want to make. I think we should make. I want to, you know, I think we got to do this. Is we've dipped our toe. No matter what, at me, uh, at us being too mean to Tepper because they're worried that we're going to make him piss the billionaire off and move. He's going to move the team. And There's I know, nowhere to go. He can't just. There's do nowhere that to go. He can't just there... get pissed off and pick up a move. Or he could yeah. send a. a I, the thing I've secretly been worrying about is him sending a barrage of attorneys after us for some fucking reason somehow to screw with the C3 Panthers podcast, which I then think would catapult us into superiority in some. Oh, ways. I'm ready to go to war. Yeah, but uh, dude, I'm fucking ready for war, dude. We will come out on top of that shit. I don't care <laughs> yeah. how much money he fucking has. Well, yeah, I mean, is that look? He's sensitive. He's sensitive in this, and I do. Oh, this is this is what I want to say is that look, we've had so much support in the chat and the calls. We're doing so much. This podcast has grown in the last year, really two years at a rate that I, I mean, I, I want it to be bigger. I, I mean, everybody, I want it to be, you know, every day I get up, I'm refreshing. I want it to be bigger. You know, I want more and more and more and more, but I got to be thankful for we. I, I got into the merch business too early. You know what I'm saying? Like when we didn't know, we didn't have a, the street cred yet. Now we got, I want to do this. I want to do the poor billionaire shirt. With a tepper tantrum face on it. Oh, I can do that. Poor. Yeah, we need to billionaire. find a picture of a homeless guy like begging for change and to put David Tepper's face on it. Yeah. I poor. gave you music. Like yes. Poor billionaire. Because <laughs> I, that's the, my favorite oxymoron from now on. It's, ooh, they're like, oh, don't make the billionaire mad. Ooh, don't talk mean to the billionaire. We're so scared of the billionaire. Poor <laughs> billionaires. What's this? The smallest violin 
in the history of the world. Hey, I, I, we're coming I, I, I after y'all. We're coming after you, David. I just want to say, man, I, I, I really, to everyone listening, stop worrying about the team being moved. I'm telling you, you are worrying. Yeah. You are worrying for nothing. There isn't. A, there is not a better market for David Tepper to be able to go to than the one that he's in right now. And the fact that uh, boasted about uh, Charlotte FC in the press conference yesterday, how their soccer team is breaking records both on the field and attendance-wise. This is something um, that that people aren't considering. And when he's bragging about the music uh, uh, yesterday, you are kidding yourself. If you don't think all the proceeds from Garth Brooks and the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Elton John, when they when they're selling out Bank of America Stadium, all of that money is going into his pockets. It is a banking city. It's one of the fastest growing cities in all the Southeast. David Tepper is not and cannot move the Carolina Panthers. I promise you. Right. Finish him. I love it. Let's go. <laughs> Poor billionaire. Here we come. Let's go to the next call. C3, what's going on, man? This is Jay Prey. Uh, I hadn't called in a minute, but I wanted to call in. Um, first off, uh, I want to talk about this prize pick, man. Y'all see I've been posting you in, in, uh, on Twitter about my winning, so I appreciate that. Y'all putting me on to that. If you haven't uh, got with them yet, make sure you hit that uh, put C3. And, uh, they, you know, they give you, what, $100? If they match it, $100. Um, That's right. You can get that. Also, make sure you smash and like that. I'll smash the like button. Get that going. Subscribe. Everything you need to do. And uh, I wanted to say, man, I'm really – I'm excited like everyone is about Rule being gone, man. That's I mean, that's one of the best things that ever could happen to us in the last few years, getting rid of this clown, man. And uh, so, you know, everybody happy about that shit. But I just wanted to say something else about – about Wilkes is, um, I think it's, I just don't want it to be too unfair to him, you know, getting, getting this shot because of what he has to work with right now. And uh, that's what I'm afraid of. It's going to, his chances, he might not be the head coach next year, but he, he might have chances elsewhere and he might not be able to put the good product that he needs to put out there to, um, to be able to get that shot. So that's the only thing I'm kind of worried about for him. And, uh, I'm not, one of those people that want to get rid of everybody and start back over from scratch. I do think we need to get rid of a few people, a few players and, um, you know, to get some, some draft picks. Cause I think we do need some, but I think one of the keys is getting the right coach, the right head coach. Cause if we get the right head coach so and we get a couple of good draft picks, I think other veteran players will, will want to come and play for the Panthers. That's one of the things that didn't happen the last few years. A lot of people just didn't want to play with the rule and that coaching staff. So we definitely get the right coach that may help with bringing other veteran players in with some of the core players that we already have, and we might start off pretty strong next year. So those are my thoughts, man. Smash that like button. Get on that prize picks. Let's get this money. C3 salute. Hey. Woo out of here, and we back at it. Hey, Jay. Hey, listen. Y'all heard from the man. Jay Prey's been winning some money with prize picks. 
Go and get you some, man. Use promo code C3. They're going to match your deposit up to $100. If you deposit $100, they'll give you $100. If you deposit $50, they'll give you, they'll give you $50. Use promo code C3, prizepicks.com. And shout out to the man, Jay Prayer. You know we love it, man. Um, and, yeah, Jay kind of said a lot of the things that we've all been talking about. You know, getting the head coach is correct. But we also have some players on this team that are tradable. Uh, uh, some names that we haven't even been mentioning that much. I'd be okay with trading Taylor Moten. I would be, and it's not like I want them to leave. I'm just saying to trade assets, I'd be okay with Taylor Moten. I'd be okay with trading Shaq Thompson. I'd be okay with Robbie Anderson. Um, so, you know, there's obviously some moves to be made. Uh, however, you don't want to handicap Steve Wilkes. I think they're going to give him at least another two games to see what kind of turnaround he can mount with the Carolina Panthers. And then if it still continues to go south, yeah, I would expect a fire sale uh, before the trade deadline. There's a t- oh, This is a crazy tweet. I got to – I'm sorry. I don't, should not look at Twitter when we're doing this. I want you guys to read this as we go to the next call. Let's see if I can make it. Better. Hey, gentlemen. Uh, I guess I had spoken a little too soon on that last message I sent. You know, shortly after that, I got the news that Matt Rue had been fired, which I'm excited about. Then I heard, you know, David Tepper's press conference, and that had me frustrated again. And then I got Wilkes' press conference, and I'm excited again, so... <laughs> this team is a roller coaster, but they really are. I'll take it. It's better than than having what it was, I guess. So, but uh, you know, I guess it's uh, only wait and see from here on out, right? Um, you know, I my thing is like, you know, so there's Panther fans out there that are saying, you know, that they're setting up Steve Wilkes for failure, you know, but I just, I don't know, man. I mean, with us Panther fans sometimes, you know, it's like you, you can't win either way, you know, because if they had given the job to, like, Ben Magadou, then, you know, then it would have been like, oh, Steve Wilkes should have gotten the job. And now they give it to Steve Wilkes, and now it's, oh, they're setting him up for failure, so... You know, guys, I, I just think, you know, sometimes we just need to remain, you know, just positive and, and see what happens, you know. Just wait and see where, where this leads and, and go from there. But as always, gentlemen, thank you. And keep pounding. And guys, like and subscribe. Great, great call, man. We appreciate it. It is a roller coaster being a Carolina Panthers fan, and I felt the same way as yesterday. We're sitting here, tank, tanky, tanky, tank. I'm okay with it. And we knew that Steve Wilkes was going to be the interim head coach, but I heard him speak today, and I remembered how much I loved the man. You know, I went back and watched a mic'd up from him from 2015. This was about six months ago, and it just was incredible. So, um, really, really good stuff here. Um, Didn't know how much how much we missed him, you know. Um, oh yeah, so you can see that I got 
all of this. I got a Jay-Z Wikipedia up here. How you like that? Um, let's go to the next call as you guys continue to think about this. What's up? What's up? Fellas, fellas, fellas. This is Mr. Carlton Uh-oh. Davis. Better known to y'all as he went in on that. Cody. Welcome back. What's up, Cody? What's going on? Two days in a row. Um, I mean, we missed when you. y'all here get this case, I'm not sure if I'm uh, if I'll be in the um the um in the comment section of the show. I'm gonna try to join y'all tonight and see what's going on. Um I sent the message yesterday. I'm not sure if Tony got the mind. Um, we did. He probably we did. did, but I'm not sure. But um, it was about um addressing um yesterday when I heard some people like <clears throat> some fans was a little up was had a doubt. I mean, had, wasn't too comfortable about having a yard a fire sale. And I was explaining that you need a. We have four, only four draft picks for this draft coming up. If you're going to have a new coach, regardless of who it is, you don't want that new coach just having four draft picks. So if you can get some good draft picks with fire sales, you're going to have to let go some of, some of your fan favorites. It's just how it is. All, all teams have to deal with it. That's just how it goes. I'm sorry, but if I was the team, I would have to do some star sales. Yeah, I guess that's where we're at, Carl. Is this a fire sale time or is this a retool time? Is it a quarterback away time? Is it a coach and a quarterback away time? All tough questions to ask right now, and I guess they'll be answered by the performance ultimately of Steve Wilkes in this team. Right. Uh, let's go to the next call. Hey guys, Chuck from Louisville City, aka Carolina Sports Guy. Got kind of a couple things on my mind. The first thing I want to say is, um, I think we all agree Steve Wilkes is the right man for the job for right now. Uh, he's in a no-win situation. He got a raw deal in Arizona. Uh, he did a pretty good job of replacing McDermott as a defensive coordinator when we lost him. Now. I don't know about how good of a head coach he is, but he is a good, like they say, leader of men. And and hearing the stories about Rule and Snow and how him and Snow got into it, and and even looking back now and hearing Brian Mervin in an interview uh, a year and a half ago about what was it like uh, being a player under Rivera and and Rule, and he gave Rivera all kinds of compliments. You know, I'm not a Rivera supporter, but – I do respect the man, defensive coordinator speaking, and as an NFL coach, he just doesn't have what it takes to be the head man, in my opinion. But he does know NFL locker room and does know NFL players, or evidently rule does. But getting on track. But I think Wilkes is in a bad situation. Because if he proves that he's good enough and can secure the job, it means he'd have to win some games. Win a good handful of games. And I don't know if that's going to help us in our rebuild 
or where our draft position will be. If we end up being at the bottom of the barrel with a great draft pick, well, then Wilf definitely ain't going to get the job, and, and it's not really, he's kind of on a sinking ship. Now, the one thing I want to address, Cody, this could be for you, could be for CK, could be for a lot of freaking people out here, and it could be for the freaking media when I'm going down the freaking road on ESPN and all these other moronic channels. I'm getting sick and tired of everybody wanting to give away our best assets, our greatest players. Let's just give them to Buffalo. Oh, and he looks so good in Buffalo. CMC could win to be unstoppable. I do not watch the Panthers play or root for my team to make another team better by giving away our assets. I'd rather have CMC, a great asset that he is, and struggle with our team, and by the time we get better again, it can only be used as a slot receiver or we see the downside of his career. I hate that to a point, but I do not want to see our greatest players go somewhere and flourish. That's like saying, you know, me and my girlfriend broke up. Hey, I'm going to settle up with my, my best buddy here, and I'm going to go stay in the bedroom window and watch him fuck his brains out. <laughs> no. Once I'm done with her, he's done with me. I want to away from my lifestyle. Who Man, I'm with. Yeah. How do you really feel? I do. He earns this. He earns the part, the second, the. Oh, God. Suck from the city, aka Carolina Sports. Got a second part of that call. I just want to say, I don't want to lose these assets. Quality. CMC is a unicorn. This guy's a running back. He's had 2,000 yard season uh, running and passing, uh, catching the ball, receiving. I don't want to lose a known quantity, a special quantity, and give them to a team to make them better. Yeah, okay, we improve our draft capital. But what are we going to get? A late first-round pick at best? Second-round pick? That's a gamble. Look at Terrence Marshall in the second round. Oh, man, we got a steal. What's he done? How many guys have we gotten at the end of the first round or in the second or third round that have flourished? So, you know, guys, I'm just not willing to sell some of the quality that we have, some of the ones I'm willing to wear a jersey for, for draft picks, it might be backups or minimal starters. It's not worth it. You know, if we ever rebuild and get close to winning and we need one or two players to get over the hump or draft picks, by all means, but we're not close. I want to watch some talented players for this team try to fight through this one man's opinion bro I'll give you i'll give you my uh bro. i think Wait i think we gotta go I, think we, I think we gotta gotta address it right the elephant in the room is that he's under contract for the next three years for the carolina panthers he's eating 12 million in cap uh or i'm sorry his his cap hit is 19.5 million next year the year after that it's 19.5 million and the year after that it's 15.4 million the past three years, it's been 7.7, 6.8, and 8.7. We have the majority of his entire contract is backloaded. Um, and so there is, the reason that you've got to look at it from that perspective is if we are in rebuild, which is very possibly going to be the case, you have to look at that as a big part of why we would be in trouble if we keep that contract in place. You can't rebuild with a running back contract like that. You don't build a team around a running back. You build a team around a quarterback, and you can't do that with that type of a contract on a running back. 
I, I, I agree with you. I don't want him to go anywhere else. I would rather see him as a Carolina Panther and win us a Super Bowl as well. We've just got to be realistic. This isn't a, this team right now isn't a Super Bowl winning caliber team. It hasn't shown that. There's been no no indication that that's the case. And we only have four draft picks next year, right? That's not a that's not an appealing situation for any new head coach. If Steve Wilkes turns out not to be the guy, Ross Gould and Chuck, they go back to that comment. Man, yeah, I, I started. Uh, well, I mean, they got the boxing belt gloves out tonight. I, I, I like Chuck. Yeah. I think he's, he's speaking with a lot of passion in this one because I agree he with was. CK on this. Like, like you got to think about it. If you want to be a team like Buffalo, this is what Buffalo did when they rebuilt. They got rid of a lot of players that were assets to the team and they rebuilt. You just got to do it the right way. Look at Marshawn uh, Lynch. Well, yeah, I, I mean, think. Well, look, look at um um the Chargers. They have nailed their draft picks the last two years, and they built up a lot of draft picks, and now they've got a team that's worth playing. I mean, you it sucks, and I'm with you. I'm, I'm like CSA kid. I don't I don't want to lose them either, but I've, I've got to separate emotion from reality here. If I want, do I want have CMC for three more years and then walk away? Because if we suck, he's not going to want to resign with us again, or actually get something for him right now and have the possibility of building a future. Do you think he wants, yeah. with him right now? Do you think he looks at this situation as going through? He's already had to see the downfall of one organization, mm-hmm. and then he's been a part of the supposed rebuild of another organization. The dude is, knows his his time is limited in the NFL, right? As a running back, the amount of hits he's already been injured. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, it, so you've got to look at it from that perspective. From not even just our own perspective. Christian McCaffrey, do you think he looks at this situation and thinks, I would rather be somewhere else? Of course, I'm sure he does. Yeah. He does. He wants to win. And so, if I can add on to this conversation, too, Chuck, listen, I understand exactly what you're saying. None of us want to be talking about trading away our players. But the fact of the matter, all the players that you love to wear their jerseys, they haven't equaled a lot of wins, have they? They sure haven't. And I'll tell you what, when you sign contracts to people that aren't producing like superstars, but you're paying them superstar money, it it, it limits you what you're able to do down the road. One of the things that I think people are really underestimating here is that whether you like it or not, the Panthers never, ever commit to a full rebuild. They never do because there's always this mindset that, hey, we have some good young guys. We're just a few pieces away, or oh, we're just a quarterback away, or oh, we're just a head coach away. But it rears its ugly head how many holes that we have on this roster. The name of the game is to get a young NFL roster with a rookie quarterback on a rookie NFL deal, and also do this with the other players as well on rookie contracts so that you're freeing up your cal- your uh, salary dollars and you're able to allocate that money toward other free agent players. We don't have a lot of holes, though. We've got three holes. Uh, do, don't we, though? We've got three holes. We've got quarterback, linebacker, and safety. Defensive end? Okay. Oh, actually, you know what? Way. Actually, I would swap. I'll I'll let us say say I'll I'll give up safety and say defensive end. Well, and even if Xavier Woods is not uh, under contract for very long, and Jeremy Chin is uh, uh for a new contract soon, 
So you're also having two years. Oh, well, actually, you know what? He might be. Is this year three for him? E four. No. It's year three. 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 Yeah. Somebody looked at it. Chat, someone in chat. Next, year, that. next year. Next year yeah. is his last year. So, again, it's not like people. We're all fans of these dudes just like you Tight are. End. We We have all wanted to oh, see them thrive. Oh, you're right, CK. Wide and, receiver. Uh, hey, I would even throw. <laughs> Damn it. Defensive tackle. There's more than three. We need another yeah. pass huh. rushing defensive tackle. Offensive right yeah. side of our offensive line. There are more Spencer. holes on this. There are more holes on this team than ardent fans want to admit that there is. So, Chuck, I understand your frustration, yeah, I know. but we have to admit that other NFL teams have done exactly what we're talking about, including the Buffalo Bills, who, who went by the very same tactics that we're talking about now. Mm-hmm. I would almost Which, disagree right. with that. Yeah. I don't know that they went by these tactics. They, they traded for Stephon Diggs, and uh, they no, gave away the, quite Tony a Rumble lot to get him. It, Tony Romo mentioned it on that CBS broadcast. When Brandon Bean went there, they traded away a bunch of Buffalo Bills players to continue to, to build first-round picks. And a lot of those players were big-time players for the Buffalo Bills that fans did not they want they know those to names. I want to see those names. Look, yeah, I, I, Brandon I, I Bean did, did to Carol. He did in Buffalo what the Carolina I mean, he Blue did. Was he supposed got to like be. two or three first. That was what we were supposed to do in Carolina. Next. We didn't do it. He took it to Buffalo. He's like, I'll do it up there. Yeah, one hundred percent. All right, uh, next call. What's up, C three? Nine eighteen on the Tuesday. Calling in quickly so you can get guys can get my call on the show, but. Man, that rule's gone. We're, got, we're at call um, from a nine. I listened to the Steve Wilkes press conference, and I'm honestly, I'm glad that he showed, you know, that he wants to fight with this team. I don't necessarily think we'll win games, but I think the games are going to be NFL games. And what do I mean by that? I think you're going to at least see Steve Wilkes manage a game in terms of what an NFL coach would have do would do and we may even see changes in McAdoo's offense potentially. So, you know, just looking for the future. I know PJ Walker's a QB, so we'll see how that is, but appreciate all you do. Uh, oh man, that was a great call. We appreciate it. I do want to warn our caller who said that this sounds like it should be Big Cat. It is now after twelve oh five where G-Baby comes out to thrive. Hey, hey, hey. You know who the fuck it ain't. Oh, it's a fake caller. Boy, cow, boy, cow, boy, cow. It's the Wakanda forever, Joey it's the Black the Panther. A.K.A. Joey the Blind Panther. A.K.A. And I got Joey the Black Panther. Oh, he... I love the fact that we now have a coach who knows what keep pounding means? Finally. Yeah, we have the chance of the quarter, like in the video boards and the fans, like we would hear keep pounding chants and we'd break out some in the stadium, on the train, on the street, wherever. But it seems like we knew what it meant. But up until now, the uh, coach, he didn't know what it meant. But now we got a coach who knows what it means. And not only that, he was a part 
of it. He was a part of the greatest keep pounding success story ever, which was 2015. And to a lesser extent, 2017, we didn't make the playoffs. We don't need to rehash how that went because I watched that game on the way to school. So, uh, yeah, I'm so happy. I'm just so happy we got that clown out of here. He was, I mean, he had to go. He's been had to go ever since we lost to the damn Giants 25 to 3. He should, he should have gone. He should have been gone. And, uh, yeah, I don't know who the reporter was that, uh, David Tepper got pissed at. I know it wasn't Sheena because we'd all heard, saw something on the sideline or saw something online about David Tepper crying like a bitch. Cause you know, if Sheena got her hands hey on yo. his ass, he'd be gone quick. Pun intended. Yes. I have a crush on her. Anyway, guys, with some extra passion, and I might even do it twice. Wow, wow, wow. My man. Wow, wow, wow. My man, Joey. He's pounding. Joey the Black Panther right there. Oh, wait, I meant Joey the Blind Panther. Cody, do you know what yeah, happened? You have to, no, you're going to have to clue me in. I have no oh, idea. You missed the best mess. Uh, what was it? Uh, was it the post game? Yeah, it was the post game show. Because you went, you had to go. Your friend came. You went. So Joey calls in, and Joey is uh, moaning about the game like everybody else is, right? And he says this. Oh, yeah. He goes, like, uh, I actually slept in today. I didn't get up till 2. Cause I went and played some sports. Uh, I think the yes, the day before he said like, and he like, didn't even tune into the game until like the second quarter or something. But he goes like the day before. So I slept in, he said, because I went and played sports with a bunch of blind people and the chat, there's a, there's a couple of people that went nuts in the chat. There were two people. One guy was named Loki. Forget the other guy. And he's like, why has he got to make a deal about playing sports with black people? <laughs> and they put it in the comments. And then this other guy goes, oh, yeah, you know you're in the South when playing sports with black people is a big deal. <laughs> and, bro, we were like, actually, we were like something to the effect of, bro. He said blind. Bro. Not black. Bro, and then that's hilarious. And then the chat went fucking nutso, dude. And somebody goes, "It's Joey the Black Panther, Wakanda forever." <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was the best shit in the world. But hey, you heard the fake. You heard the Joey the Black Panther. Let's t- tune into G Baby right here, calling in right after. Hey, hey, hey. Faker. You know who the is it? fuck no, it is. is. It's him. Booyaka, booyaka, booyaka! It's a new day, it's a new era in the Carolinas, and I feel fucking amazing, man. I feel fucking amazing, man. Hey, CK, what's up with that duty, boy? We've been to be on all night. All night means till the morning, G. So hit a nigga up, G. Let's get started on this motherfucking team, man. Did you guys hear Steve Will? Did you hear that, man? 
is that not a fresh, fresh, fresh air? Listening to him talk. Like, God damn, man, I'm over here looking at this, this man on the screen. I'm just like, God damn, man, it is so nice to have to hear from you and not hear from rat rules, carn, lying ass, man. So beautiful, man. I feel so fucking, I, I feel good. I really do feel good about this fucking team. Like, I can fucking watch the team and, 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 and be happy. But at the end of the day, let's not fuck this up. I truly believe we're still going to lose games. We're still going to lose games, even if we have Steve, Steve, Steve Wilkes. But what I want to see from Steve Wilkes is discipline, camaraderie. I want to see, um, I want to see motherfuckers gel together. I want to see blue collared motherfuckers staying together, man. Like I just, it's just, it's, it's nice to see. I'm on my way to, to pick my son up right now. And, uh, Life is good, man. Life is good. I know we're not going to do good, but uh, I feel good, boys. This is G-Baby, and I'm out. G-Baby, dude, how do you not love G-Baby's energy for this team? So G-Baby rubs some people the wrong way, but we love us some G-Baby at the Cash, bro. We love the passion. So, dude, I, I, I love it, man. Um, hey, listen, there's, if you are a Panther fan, and you didn't get excited listening to Steve Wilkes talk after listening to Matt Rule bluster his way through press conference after press conference, then you're dead on the inside, man. You're dead on the inside. I'm so pumped for Steve Wilkes. I love that he's now the interim head coach. And let's be real. Can we all be very honest for a sec? The moment that you heard that Steve Wilkes signed on to be a part of this coaching staff, it doesn't matter if it was in the back of your brain or the front of your brain. You had the thought, hmm, that's probably our interim coach at some point this year. And that would prove to be very prophetic. Love to have him back. I'm excited to see what you can do. G-Baby, I'm uncomfortable with happy G-Baby. That's good news, people. <laughs> Good God, that's the happiest G-Baby's been in a minute. Let's tell, uh, just tell me, tell me where you guys looked up all this about them Buffalo guys. And look, low key, I'm not, I'm not overly crack, cracking on y'all. It was funny to me. And when my man went Wakanda forever, I went nuts. So <laughs> I went nuts. So I thought it was hilarious. This is part of the podcast, bro. You're part of the family now. This is us in the car. And we're going to make fun of each other when we get to make fun of each other. People call, dude, they called me the laundry man. Like, go Google. Do me a favor, the low laundry key. guy. It's the, laundry the laundry guy. guy. Yeah, they say that's my up. brother. This if you, is yeah. Dunn's long lost brother. Yeah, is the laundry guy, dude. If the, if I could take that, we could take anything, bro. That's what the callers would call in and say: "Is I was laundry guy's brother." Oh, Google that and see what. Ooh. <laughs> I still, I still giggle on that one. But tell me, someone read off. CK, did you read? Off, did you find the people that he traded for? Uh, yeah, I mean, mainly the uh, the 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 biggest ones, and this is off of the Buffalo Bills article that I'm looking at. Uh, the primary ones from his first year are Sammy Watkins, Ronald Darby, Reggie Ragland. Who, again, the only one I think uh, that is. I mean, you could say Ronald Darby, but I think we all can look back and say that that wasn't really that big of a deal. 
Uh, Sammy Watkins was a disappointment. Now, at the time, those were big time players for the Buffalo Bills. Sammy Watkins was a disappointment for the Bills. In Uh every game that he played, he was a disappointment. Ronald Darby and Reggie Ragland were good players for the Buffalo Bills. Reggie Ragland was one of of the better players. If Reggie Ragland was one of their best. (laughs) All right, let's talk about this. Marcel Darius was also one of those. They got uh, a a sixth, a conditional sixth round that later turned into a fifth round pick. That wasn't uh, a lot that he had gotten. Um, and then uh, let's it go was to your Wyatt Teller. Wyatt right, Teller is still on their football team right on. now. They traded. Uh, let's see here. They acquired EJ Gaines and a second round pick uh, for Sammy Watkins. Not a lot that they got there, and a sixth round pick rather. They traded. Uh, oh, they gave away a sixth Taylor. round pick away. They um, traded Tyrod Taylor for a third round pick. They trade, yeah, they traded for Kelvin Benjamin as well for a third and a seventh, right? Hey, how I mean, about how, how about Cordy Glenn to the Cincinnati Bengals for a 2018 first round pick? Hold on, you're again. This is revisionist history because you're it's talking not. about his first year, right? What when you think about his first year? Yes, I'm thinking you, you can go 30, 365 days, right? But if you're talking about what we're doing in this offseason, in his first offseason. He didn't do that. the The whole thing that happened in uh, in September of 2017—that's his second year as a GM. That may say, and that may be one calendar year, but that is his second year as a GM. His first year. Wait, okay, I'm not. That I'm not in, saying one. I'm not saying one year. I'm not saying that you do all of your trades in one year. I'm saying that over the oh, as a GM, if it takes two or three years, sometimes you have to move on from your best players a little early to get that draft compensation to build your team for the future. And that's what Brandon Bean did. But you're also, but you're there's, there's another argument here. You're saying that he just traded away. He traded four more people to come to the team that he traded away. That's the thing. You can't use that same argument. Like they didn't, yes, they traded some people away, but they traded four other people in exchange. And, and they took, they got a bread of more draft capital than they gained in a lot of ways. Right. So, I mean, yes, I agree. I think we need to get rid of some of these people that are eating up a lot of our contracts, but you can't use the bills as the example here for getting rid of all your star players. Yes, you can't. No, those you, first round didn't... picks, those first round picks that they acquired were literally the picks that got them Josh Allen. They got was the one first the round NFL pick right now. They got one okay, first but round that's pick. What they, what did they use to they trade were... up for Josh yes, Allen? Didn't that, they trade up for Josh Allen? About. They, yeah, they, they, they moved from the back of the first round to pick number 12. Uh, and that was the, that was the Darby trade. And then from there, they moved up even further. Uh, they, they moved, they, tra- they traded a 2018 first round pick um, to end uh, two second round picks, which was number 53 and 56 obtained from the Rams to Tampa Bay for their first round pick. And then a seventh round pick in exchange. So they, they traded one first round. So they really, the only thing they really did they moved up from 12 up to eight to pick up him, and they lost two first-round picks to make that move. We got to give uh, my bastard son. Uh, thank God he doesn't look like uh, my brother, <laughs> the laundry guy. Oh, man. You know what people said? It looks like Tony in a fat suit. That looks like Tony two years ago. I mean, I want that fat, but, I mean, I was a that joke slapped two years ago when I was – and you weren't, even, you weren't even expecting it. I, I said, Tony, have you seen this guy? No, and never I had seen him up. in my whole life. Did I take it well I or not? Did I take it well you or did. not? You did. 
You did. You absolutely did. And by the way, everyone says the dancing dude uh, who's always like shuffling his feet, the goofy that ass looks like you. Yeah, with dude. that, it's cool. Everybody At least you're a cool guy. Dude. At least you ain't a gay dude who does laundry for a living. I mean, hey, dude, At least you're know, a guy who slays with his feet. <laughs> yeah, as opposed and to you can't now. even walk. How about that? At right, least they I'm gave saying. you a person who can walk. I, I, gotta... I need, I need that guy's feet, right? But but you know what? <laughs> you need to learn some laundry lessons from that guy. And I know your family probably agrees. Come on, you're not king. We got to get to my there. bastard son's comment though. <laughs> um, White chocolate espresso is the only person, not the only person. But he, I like this because he's giving us, instead of us being an echo chamber, he's of the belief this is that this is a talented roster. Mm-hmm. We are two parts away. One part coach, one part quarterback equals success. And trading away, and I think this is that, for me, is that... um like, are you really here's here's the thing with a couple of these. Like when we looked at CMC being traded away, when we looked at DJ being traded away, or even Robbie Anderson, they don't save us a lot of money though. So unless you bring us a windfall of talent, maybe he's right on this. Is like you're still stuck with the money unless someone's really paying you off. So if you're like selling low, it's like kind of like we bought a stock high and now we're selling it low. Maybe it's just better to hold. Here's I, here's my part too that I agree with. I don't think that we should be trading people today. Like I don't. I think we've got to give it three weeks, four weeks. If we just yeah. do not seem to be putting anything together, like it's just not working. If it's clear that Steve Wilkes isn't going to be the guy based on what we see early on within these first few weeks of him being the head coach, which is it's going to be an unfair assessment to give to him over just three or four weeks before the trade deadline. But if we're seeing that there is no progress, fire sale, right? These guys don't they don't deserve to go through another head coaching change, right? Uh, As at least from a rebuilding perspective, right? And so I think that that, that uh, you have to take that into consideration. If we can give, uh, if we, and I guess there's other moving parts to this too, right? Uh, if if we don't look like we're getting better, but damn, DJ Moore is looking like he is an incredible talent. Like he is just getting better and better. Or Christian McCaffrey is staying healthy, which is something that has been the biggest question mark and why you would want to get rid of him. Then sure, maybe that's a consideration to maintain him, but. If if it's just dog shit for me, if the offense has no traction whatsoever, even with this change, I think you've gotta you've gotta consider getting rid of those guys. All right, let's push to the next call. Hey guys, nine one zero Panther fan here. What's up, um, first of all, love the content. Pound that subscribe button. Pound that like button. Keep pounding <laughs> Panthers forever. I swear. Anyways, so this Tepper interview, funny as hell. This dude is a clown for real. I don't know what he was thinking when he bought the team, but like, <laughs> I mean, this dude, I, what he's like five times he's got in front of a microphone and every time he looks like a That's joke. That's true. He's never had a um, good Very happy about Rule being gone. Uh, now we can start, you know, utilizing some of our players better, like uh, old Jake Eason. Like, I hope he makes the start this year. Uh, see what we got with him. 
Uh, he's pretty prototypical. He, he looks like, I mean, with the right leadership, he could, you know, serve, you know, as, as a, a kind of crutch quarterback to get us through. Um, Baker and Sam, they both can go. They're both trash. Like, I'm glad we don't have them on the books next year. Um, really, like, I don't think it's a tank. Like, I think getting rid of, you know, our best five players in return, we get a bunch of draft picks and maybe a couple other players, and we let Wilkes try to make this team go, you know, so we can keep our top ten or our top five draft pick and still maybe win a couple of games. I mean, that would be productive for me. Anyways, uh, guys, love the content. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. Great call, man. We love it. Let's keep going. Yo, it's me, C Dog, nineteen eighty three. It's another great day, great night. These uh, C three podcasts is live again. This is a great day, a great night. Uh, I'm so happy for Steve Wilkes to get this opportunity to uh, turn things around, being a Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte native, and playing football at West Charlotte High School, and playing at the at the Appalachian State. I gotta feel like that because they always kicking ass and they always got them upsetting motherfuckers out here, you know. But uh, it's very exciting, you know. It was, what was real funny to me it was when Steve Wilkes got the opportunity to got them basically tell goddamn Phil Snow to pack his shit and he's no longer needed here. That was the best news I ever heard, you know, because. We heard from Cody dropped the source probably about a month ago that Steve Wilkes and Phil Snow got into it because Phil Snow don't know what the fuck he's doing. He think because the defense was ranked at a certain rank or whatever, you know, you got to listen, man. This man is the NFL coach, you know, and has more experience in the NFL, you know. So, you know, I'm just happy, man, you know, because – Nobody can sit here and say they know more than anybody, you know. You're supposed to learn something new every day, you know. So with that being said, I'm so happy Phil Snow old ass the fuck up out of here, you know. And, man, players going to respect Steve Wilkes, you know. Like, most of them are really going to be walking around that locker room on their tiptoes now. Cause, you know, you go out here and you don't perform, you won't be on the goddamn field. You know what I'm saying? Simple as that. If you don't perform, you will be on the motherfucking sidelines. You know what I'm saying? We ain't got time for that shit. Steve Wilkes ain't going for that bullshit. Ain't no, no more of that goddamn happy-go-lucky shit. Nah. Got no competition now, goddamn it. Who gonna, got them gonna be here next year and the years to goddamn come? You know? Who gonna make it out of this goddamn jungle? You know? But I'm happy, man. We got a real motherfucking coach here. And, you know, and most of us are going to have to respect this now, you know. So I'm excited to see what the defense is going to look like now. I'm pretty sure we will be seeing multiple defensive fronts now with Phil Snow. I'm mean, not Phil Snow, but with uh, Al Holcomb and Steve Wilkes reworking the defense, you know. Anyways, hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe. If you piss me off, when it be so many people in the goddamn live chat or whatever. Or, you know, viewing or watching, don't hit the like button, man. This shit is fucking free, man. Hit the fucking like button. They do this shit all the goddamn time. Everybody have a great day. Keep fucking pounding. And shout out to goddamn G Baby, the fucking goat, and the whole goddamn C3 podcast. I mean, I and these have become brothers. 
Mm-hmm. I love how we see, making, uh, we're making brother family man. We're like reuniting long lost <laughs> brothers. Hey, C three brings people together, man. Sure. Look, I, I, you know, C three family is real. I know you guys. You guys know me. We've gotten to know each other. Look, these therapy sessions, you start bonding when the only thing that you have in the NFL season is these therapy sessions that we've been providing on the C3 Panthers podcast. So much love to our guys. And by the way, 173 people watching, 202 thumbs up. So right now you literally, uh, we couldn't get the likes any higher. Uh, But one of the things I do want to stress to people, uh, comment down below. Even oh, after the live game. stream yeah. is over, uh, the more you comment, that's another thing that helps us beat up on that algorithm and get us in front of more, and more people. We hit seven k on the live stream from yesterday. We just hit seven thousand. I've been putting yeah. out shorts too lately. If you guys could check those out, these small little things, man. We've really been starting to gain momentum. And what I want to tell you this is: Do you remember how hard we got to try to get from? 3,800 subscribers to 4,000, and we've just grinded and grinded. We're at 4,430 subscribers, like popping 30 a pop at a time. So Mm -hmm. you guys are doing it for us, folks, and those are some small things. Sea Dog is on the money. I'm telling you that. That's just as much as a donation is getting in there and liking a video, subscribing as a... What's his name? Uh, uh, Mac- Mac- McAfee says. Uh, uh, yes. friend telephone. Yeah. That Next one. call. We don't need. I as a as a big Panther fan in New York, we don't need to blow the whole thing up. We just need a good coach. We just need a um, draft draft a quarterback this year. I think we're going to be in top three. Probably C.J. Stroud. Probably uh, Bryce Young. Anthony Richardson, I heard is nice. You know what I mean? But we, we don't need to trade everybody. It's not trade DJ Moore. It's not do all that. We don't need to do all that. I, okay, you could trade Caffrey. You could trade Chris McCaffrey for a second round pick. We don't need to trade nobody on the, off the defense. Cause we were just, we're just a quarterback away, a very good quarterback away from really, really doing, being a very good, good team again. <laughs> All right, man. Great call. Here we go. We're at the last call of the night. He's kind of got a two. Hey, guys. My name is Corey. I live in Lexington, which is like not far from Charlotte. Man, I got to say I'm fucking glad that Matt Rule ass is out of there. And as far as, you know, C. Wilt situation, I believe it'll work. And, and you know, with PJ, PJ is kind of like a mini cam. If you if you really look at it, he's more, he's more mobile than Donald. He's more mobile then definitely mobile than um, Mayfield. I don't like neither one of them because of the way they play in. But, you know, I feel that PJ would be much of a better, you know, person to play uh, um, as far as being mobile and how they can use him because he's not scared to get hit. He's not scared to run. You know, um, give me your thoughts on that. I Thank you, guys, and I love your I'm show. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't – Appreciate you, brother. I don't like putting mobile just because people are mobile – in the same category as Cam. PJ got, got a big ass arm though. Yeah, he's got a cam. For his size, man. He got a rocket. But can I say this? Good. I when I when I think mobile, I'm not necessarily thinking of like running him like Cam Newton or Lamar or Kyler Murray. But I think the bootlegs, getting them moving, 
getting them to move the puck. They should be should have been doing that with Baker more. Right, and by the way, this is the type of offense that I feel like you can implement for the Panthers right now, and it literally doesn't matter who the quarterback is. They should it be helps. able to do it. It helps if, if it's if if it a lot of short underneath stuff. Basically, I know this sounds very kind of you know uh, watered down, but what Kyle Shanahan does with a quarterback like Jimmy Garoppolo. You're not asking him to push the ball downfield. You're primarily running the football. It's a lot of play action pass, a lot of bootlegs, uh, you know, RPOs. It, that kind of stuff is what you can implement right now. Yeah. And it would help out all of our quarterbacks, literally, you name it Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, PJ Walker. It helps them all tremendously. If you implement an easier offense right. like that, I hope that's what we do, regardless of who's under center. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I think, uh, I think having, uh, I think PJ Walker could offer you know some benefits from that perspective. But I, I think what I'm interested to find out is how much Ben McAdoo's offense, his playbook, opens up with Rule Gone. Mm. No, it's not. I think I'm he's wondering. A, I think he's a doofus now. I'm you done, might, I'm, you might, but here's the thing: you got to keep in mind, Matt Rule has the final say in everything, right? The playbook um, that he has. You you don't think there's a chance that Matt Rule told uh, Ben McAdoo, "We're not going to run the complex side of this yet until we are confident Baker Baker can run it or this or that," right? You know, as far as what uh, what what Ben McAdoo says, it might take a couple of years for a quarterback to fully grasp it. Whatever that is, I, I haven't seen it yet. But hey, listen, I, I'm I'm more interested to see if there is any adjustment to that offensive playbook because if that's the case, then it's a, a clear indictment on Matt Rule's inability to trust his offensive coordinator. Well, um, Steve Wilkes did come out and say that they need to run the ball. He did say huh? it today in the it. press conference. All right, here we go. Last call. A lot of people don't realize that Steve Wilkes was the assistant head coach back in 2015. And uh, I think Cam, he's going to come back for Wilkes. He's going to look at Wilkes and say, I want him to have a good opportunity as a head coach, so I'm going to come back and play for him. That would be kind of a cool. People talking about blowing the team up, it doesn't really make any sense. We have a great team right now. We have two wide receivers better than Cam's ever had in his career. One. Best and Robbie best Anderson and line DJ Moore. Seen. He didn't really get to play with DJ Moore in 2018 that much. but uh, Or 19. And then look at Cam's past opportunities. He had nothing in New England. And then he comes back to idiot rules team and can't do anything, obviously, because Actually, he played like an MVP that game versus Washington, but Cam's going to come back. The Panthers are going to make the playoffs, and uh, that's what's going to happen. I mean, I could see it, but I I think it's tough, man, with this offense. With with us being one and four um, and really not looking at a lot, I, I just don't know if, Number one, we talk about it not being fair for Steve Wilkes to be in this position. Think about how shitty that is for Cam Newton to come in again to another shitty situation, having to learn a brand new offense um, and just not really knowing what to expect out of it. Um, He's already turned down an offer because he was waiting for the right one. 
I just don't know Carolina is the right one for him in his mind. I'm with yeah. Tony on this now. Uh, mm. I, I'm just one thousand percent on Tony. Spare me the hurt. Spare yeah. me the heartache. Mm-hmm. Spare me. You know, it's like how many times are we gonna get our hopes up? Like we all wanted Cam to come back and have this great story, and yeah, it probably would have been way better under Steve Wilkes, no doubt. But like, how long are we gonna continue to wish for this thing to happen where Cam mm-hmm. comes back and returns to former glory? It's like, dude, wish in one hand and shit in the other, yeah. and see which one fills up first. It's kind. Of, I don't know. It's like. um there's this girl that messaged me um, that I used to date when I was younger, and there was some fire. There was some fire chemistry back in the day, right? Not married, Ooh. not good. You know what I'm saying? It's not good for someone Ooh. to be messaging you like that and creeping in. But it makes you feel good too when you're a guy and someone does that to you. Usually, it's the other way. That- and to think about it though is this: is that like no matter what, at the end of the day, it ain't that no more right you know what i'm Do saying that. like as like it's like it's sorry you ain't got the luster that you it's just not and i want to just record it in the bank <laughs> <laughs> rather than uh you know what i'm saying like and so like just let cam live in our beautiful memory mm-hmm. yeah let him come back and retire as a panther like that's my main that's my my it, my best case scenario for cam newton um but I mean, I will say this much. I, I like this comment because I know a lot of people are giving him hate for this. Um, after five games, we're riding Baker off, but three years of Cam not performing well uh, in similar circumstances, we're not willing to write him off. Right. But we had six years of Cam beating ass, bro. We have, we, dra- we, have we, a, drafted Cam. we have 50 50. Oh. We have, we have, uh, I would say we have five years of Cam beating ass. And then the rest is not. So he's got a 50 50. Uh, he, 50% of his entire career has him been dominating the, the league, right? The other 50 has him being absolutely, I don't want to say dog shit because it's not dog shit, but it's been below average at best. Still way better than Baker. All right. Uh, those are the calls for the night, man. It's been a long look. People are having to dip out in the chat. We're going to have to dip out soon, too. Like, I mean, I know Greg's got to work at a crazy, insane hour. Uh, we've done the cat calls. Uh, the last things is this is uh, David Tepper's terrible interview or press conference. I'm still upset with how successfully he is financially and how terribly he is publicly. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so irritating to me. It's like, gosh, why can't I be shitty in my classroom and great with my banker? I'm the opposite Dave Tepper in my classroom. I got a great class this morning. <laughs> Fucking broke-ass bank account, though. Um, Scott Fowler, who is kind of a douche, though, at times. You know what I'm saying? Like, he... He doesn't mind. He used to go after. He I he was a cam hater, bro. Mm-hmm. He was a cam hater. Ain't gonna lie. And some people don't like, which I don't mind. He did a podcast. You know when podcasts were like in the true crime shit was like serials popping off. He did one, and it was pretty good. I listened to most of it, and I probably fizzled out. But he did one on the Ray Carew stuff. Some people didn't like that. But I didn't feel like I all the people that have been taken up for David Tepper today, I ain't feeling them. Nope. And I'm not, it's not a personal thing. 
But like, I don't think they over asked questions. Like, may I mean, like, kind of were they in the same genre? Sure. Right. And like, but that's what the press conference was about. It is the come to the altar moment at this point. Like, what else are we supposed to talk about? You want us to talk about how great you are, how rich you are? I mean, I don't know. So a lot of people have been saying, oh, I understand why he got irritated. He didn't have to go out and do that. And you're right. He didn't have to go out and do that. But he could have done a lot better job, David Tepper. And at the end of the press conference, he tells Scott uh, Fowler, he says, you know better than that. That was the fuck. That was he just talked down. He was mm-hmm. like, he just he, dr- dressed him down. And then he goes, I, re- I can regurgitate your, your articles. Go read your articles for your right. Like, okay, I didn't Scott. even know what that meant. First Wait, of isn't all. Isn't that a compliment? If, if you say, hey, I, I can regurgitate your yeah. articles. Hey. Thanks Why don't you make him the shit. fucking GM then? And by the way, if you know that Scott Fowler is pissing off David Tepper, aren't you more likely now to go read Scott Fowler's I know, articles? I know. It's like, come on, dude. So, um, so Scott Fowler put out kind of his little hit piece back right uh, today, and the the quote that stuck out to me is this: is he said he doesn't want an apology. He says, not that you're offering. And not that I'm asking, but I definitely don't need an apology. What I do need and want, though, and what this city needs and wants, is for you to become a better owner. And then he ended the piece. I wish I would have got this. He ended the piece. Until then, don't come asking for public money. Oh, I know. Like, I mean, Scott Fowler, look, this is a moment. Somebody said this, best comment, and he even quoted it in his article. And I, I, I talked about it on the post or on our, our live stream yesterday, is the guy who said David Tepper's going to buy the show Observer just to fire Scott Fowler. <laughs> and Scott Fowler said, oh, this was a good line. He even put it in his article. But the another good second joke, it's always the second joke that's great. To me, somebody goes, oh, another bad investment because Scott Fowler's just retired in part time. He just does this as like, you know, he's what is it when you only do he's freelance. So he's not like a full time. (laughs) So you would buy the whole Charlotte Observer to fire Scott Fowler to only find out you paid him. 82 bucks that <laughs> to write <laughs> I thought that was a great joke. So, look, is um, not a good day for David Tepper when it comes to that. JC Horn's still doing great. We're not going to spend any time on that. We did the cat calls. And, uh, Cody, I know it's so late, but we got to do some ice up picks. And I got more than what? I got a whole. <laughs> Sorry. Y'all got to do. I'm going to let Greg go first so he can get the fuck out. All right, but... Ice up, son. Ice up. All right. uh, Ice up uh, picks is the longest running segment on the C3 Panthers podcast. We've been doing this. We're in our 10th season now. Not only the longest running Panthers podcast in longevity of time, but also into the night. We did a five and a half hour live stream yesterday. We are three hours and 37 minutes into it today. And we're coming back for a fourth day in a row with Jonathan Stewart tomorrow. 
only to maybe take a day off to go f- straight into the Friday free-for-all after that. C3's putting out that content. The Ice Up segment, though, is our homage to Steve Smith, where we tell someone to ice up, toughen up, to get it together. Everybody is fair game. Football, politics, people, even the people on this panel. I've even iced up my wife before. Shh. And don't tell her about... Actually, I didn't do nothing. I didn't even do nothing. So go ahead, Greg. It's your turn to ice these fools up. I hear you. Well, I missed last week, man. I want to do this one last week. And it's so funny because when I listen to podcasts all week long and news and stuff, I'm always finding so many things and writing down like, oh, there's a good ice up. There's a good yeah. ice up. And I have like 20. But when it comes to the show, I can't find the list and I can hardly remember one. But I had this one specifically. And I like going with the funnier ones because they're always more fun to do. So um, I don't know if any of y'all saw Snoop Dogg on Wheel of Fortune. No. About, no. About, two, about two weeks ago, he did the Celebrity Wheel of Fortune. I'm just gonna play some of his some of his answers, and y'all see the stuff he's doing. See this works here. Uh, Eric, y'all see that? Here we go. So check this out. And with Snoop baking onions. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not too bad. I mean, oh, you got the bacon. Here we go. <laughs> This is great. And Snoop. Toilet Atlas. <laughs> <laughs> Toilet Atlas. <laughs> Talented artist. Ah, they're, all, they're all about Snoop, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Bacon, pot, brownies, talented artist. Let's see what this last one is. <laughs> Swallowing no, the knot. All right, everybody else now, Amanda. Sweetening the pot. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> he's, Way he's to go, Snoop. He's so high as fuck, though. Oh, there's another one. Oh, there's plenty of them. Airport teacher. No. <laughs> Airport teacher. <laughs> Amanda. Yeah, let me get the this right for. Letter P, please. Yeah, let them <laughs> up and tell us what's up there once it shows. Publicity stunt. You got it. Yes, sir. Oh, I can't remember what he said on that what one. What did they call that one? That was funny. Yes. <laughs> All right, you can, uh, if you don't know, you can spin again or. Oh, I'd like about. to solve the puzzle. Well, then go ahead. Buns out, buns out. Buns out. Buns out. <laughs> <laughs> I finally got one. My wife is so good at Jeopardy. I'm terrible. Dude. That was so good. That was a great. Who are you icing up? I'm icing up Snoop Dogg just for those answers. Uh, <laughs> like, it was hilarious. It was uh, fun to listen to, but I got eyes up for that. So, I'm getting right. out of here, y'all. I got to be up. All right, Greg's got to go deliver the mail. Yeah. Uh, I'll catch y'all later. Keep pounding. All right. Later, guys. CK, uh, what you got? All right. Um, mine is... Um, uh, an older one. It's it's something that I'm sure we've all seen already, but um, gotta. I guess I'm just gonna have to do this. Uh, hold on. How do you do this, Cody? You do the the uh, Chrome do, and then do the, or yeah, you can so, pull it up uh, either way. Present. Yeah. Is it the one in the uh, private chat that you sent? Yeah, the uh, Instagram one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hang on. It doesn't do the full screen though. That's fine. 
but I'm just this one happened back in uh, back in September. But it's just Joe Biden, dude. Like I just this should just be a Joe Biden segment at this point in time, just with his blunders. I hope like, it's not about him calling his son. Oh, okay. No, no, no. this one's it's his fault that we're spending six billion dollars in taxpayer money this month to help AIDS fight HIV AIDS. <laughs> it's all his fault that we're spending six billion dollars in taxpayer money this month to help AIDS fight HIV AIDS. Oh my God! I don't know what's the worst part about this. What is the worst part about this? Is it that you are AIDS is fighting HIV AIDS, or that you blame the entire AIDS epidemic on Elton John, the gay guy beside you? The entire epidemic. He said it's his fault. We're spending six point billion, whatever dollars. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, it's it, it's embarrassing. Um, that shit is know. awesome. It, it makes it you was, wonder. It, in, it, it in makes the, to to put it into into context. Again, this is a bit out of context to a degree. Um, he's made he's expressing that he is. It's because of Elton John that they are spending the money to because of Elton John's uh, activism that they're they're spending that money to, to help fight HIV. Ah, it makes AIDS it sound like he gave the world I know, AIDS. Which is what is the funniest part is like it's just no situational awareness whatsoever. Uh, and so it's just it's so <laughs> Elton, awesome. Elton John's face in that moment was like <laughs> what? <laughs> By the way, can I just say I love that we still get comments that's like, "There's no way you guys are still alive." Hey, <laughs> it, uh, have you not been aware of the C three podcast for the longest the past this podcast? Years? <laughs> like. This is kind of what we do, man. Yep. But yeah, of course we're still alive. And by the way, I couldn't miss this. Jay Thomas with another four. He says, "Thank you guys for everything." Don't know what we would do without our therapy sessions. Love you guys. Keep pounding, Jay. We appreciate you, man. Uh, right. And uh, Polo says the same thing. He says the best part of Panthers football is the C three podcast. Y'all, oh awesome. man, man, thank you guys. I was like, uh, we're going late. I know we're going late, but we're just getting more and more stuff. And tonight, Dennis, <laughs> Dennis just slayed, man. It was just awesome. Uh, we had a great lot of great story, calls. Man. We had a great, lot of great calls. All right, do you have ice up picks? Uh, I do. Okay. Uh, and I got you like, might have, Nah, I got. A I whole just had litany. the one. Mine should be short. All right. Um, and I'll, I'll kind of leave it up, leave it up to you guys, right? So you might have seen this yeah. on Monday night. Yeah. On Monday oh, yeah. night There's football. An, this is a nice up. This is well. A so, uh, so I, I want to present this to you, right? If you look at it from this angle. Devontae Adams, they just lost a humiliating defeat on the road against Humiliating? Yeah, they were winning at, at halftime, like, big. They were up. Like, the, the, the Raiders were in the <clears> game. <throat> uh, but anyway, they lose, and Devontae Adams is walking off the football field, and the dude gets in his way and shoves him to the ground. Like, he's clearly someone who works at the stadium. Uh, so, you know, he has equipment in his hand i'll let y'all view this angle one more time um but then uh, just to kind of make sure i'm showing both sides of this saying if you look at it from a different angle 
that it doesn't look like Devontae saw him there. Like he kind of came out of kind of came out of nowhere and Devontae wasn't expecting him and just kind of pushed him over. Either way, have more awareness. It's a dick move either way. You're a football player. You know that people are walking around. Like the fact that your first instinct when someone crosses your path is to shove them down. Like, nah, that that's kind of a punk move. I'm not going to judge Devontae by his worst moment, but it was still a bad move. And a lot of people thought that the apology that he put up on his Twitter was kind of insincere. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. Either I don't way, think it was insincere. I think uh, it's just like, is he wish it was a dick move and it doesn't look as bad from that second angle as it does. Yeah. It doesn't, like people are saying that, well, he kind of popped up out of nowhere, but still you see the man pick his hands up and then shove the guy over. I mean, and so, when you look at it from the other angle, the dude does go flying. Like he put force behind him. I mean, he's a like, football player. You right. know what I'm saying like, you might not like him. If you push a toddler, you know, like, <laughs> right. The difference here is that is literal assault. They weren't in a football game. There was like that is legitimate assault right there. Like he could have criminal charges brought against. Oh, him. the guy's well, already is, suing. The guy's already suing. He's, he's, he's filing the, the way, charges. Like, yeah. Who are you icing a, up, Cody? Who are you icing up? Because this is Devontae such a good segment. Oh, you are like, okay. Yeah, that, like the, the fact that even if it came out of nowhere, if it came out of nowhere and bumped into the dude, and then was like instantly trying to help him up, then it's an accident. The dude put his hands on him. And then shoved him to the ground. I felt that was a punk move. Devontae Adams, ice up, son. I am with the guy trying to get money. Like I say, get your money when you can get your money. Dude even just got paid so much money. Like, yeah, go, go, like, go after um, it. Pat you know, like those people that gave the ball back to Aaron Judge on the tying the Roger Maris shit. Fuck that. Pat, uh, 70K. Uh, Pat, Pat I need 70K. Pat Coltrane was like, uh, he, he would have pushed me down. I'd have stayed down and called my lawyer. Yeah, that's exactly what he did. And here is a good segue to my first of three ice up picks. I sometimes struggle to find an ice up pick, but this week they just came to me over and over and over again. Here's one is man sues Texas Pete after <laughs> learning this. hot sauce is not actually made in Texas. It's actually made in North Carolina. The suit states that White made the purchase while relying upon the language and images displayed on the front of the label of the product at the time of the purchase and understood the product to be a a Texas product. What if you married a girl that was named Dakota or something? Does she have to be from Dakota? So to me, this... I don't. Be- I wonder if this is a hoax. I'm not gonna go Google it any further. But that's my first ice up. That's like suing a company that's selling American flags made in Taiwan. Right. Oh, I now, saw this. Dude. This, this one, dude. This one. Oh God, this is hysterical. This is like the craziest shit. And can you hear it? Instantly, like a yeah. child in my People own love, house. They yell at each other. All oh, time. that's true. They're Ask him. He's been married for how long? Over 20 something years. Over 20 Look at him, though. He looked mad. <laughs> you don't look happy, brother. You don't look happy. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. 
she's very happy. Sherman Chow, a former TV show bailiff and current Harris County deputy charged with his wife's murder, now ordered not to attend the funeral. Renard Spivey appeared before a judge today. He's facing very specific rules for his bond. David Gonzalez. Bro, that guy was He says he don't look happy. You ask him he's been married for how long? Over 20-something years. Over 20-something Look at him, though. He looked mad. That bro was mad. <laughs> that dude was funny though. The guy that was uh, on the stand, like that dude was, it made me laugh hysterically. He's like, you don't look happy. <laughs> oh, and the last one, oh, what was the last one? Was oh shit, I had a third one. Oh, it's gonna come to me. Those are my ice up picks. I had a third one that was fun. Was also horrendous. It's hard to top that one. God, what was it? And come to me in just a second. Anyway, uh, that's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com, where every Tuesday night we chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. My name's Tony Dunn. They call me The Professor. You can follow me on Twitter at Cat underscore Chronicles. Uh, we encourage you to continue to support the show just by being here. Look at this, 147 people strong, three almost four hours in. It's incredible that you guys give us your time, your energy, and your love, your support, man. We love you guys. There ain't no icing up, y'all fools. Incredible stuff. Oh, I know who it was. It just, I told you it was going to come to me. The guy that, uh, did you hear about the guy that uh, fake burned his trailer down and sprayed uh, Antifa Biden shit? And he just had to, uh, he had to plead guilty today to wire fraud. This guy, the guy uh, in 20 in the election year painted Biden 2020 Antifa or whatever it is, whatever the liberal, you know, the liberal terrorist organization is, then burned down his house, filed a $300,000 insurance claim, got $13,000 in GoFundMe. And then today he confessed he was the one that did it. Uh, that guy, I used up for getting caught. How do you even get caught doing that? Like, I guess, you know what? You went too hard on the paint. You yeah. went too hard. You went, you went, you should have just stopped with Antifa. You should have just done Antifa only or Biden only. Every person once you that went three, to- once you went three things, they go, no these way. people are trying to manufacture shit. They always get found out. Oh, no, no. I think you're giving him too. Here's what happened. He got high as shit. He went to his neighbor's house, painted, and then realized he didn't even get out of his own driveway and he was painting his own house. And then he's like, I got to burn the fucking house down now. Uh, <laughs> uh. All right. Uh, that's the ice up picks for me. Uh, my name's Tony Dunn again. Thanks for you guys hanging out here. My wheel man. Tell them how they can get after you. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at C O D Y L O C. I'm pretty active. I respond to people. You know, I'll read breaking news. All that good stuff. Yeah, I've sources. been breaking news, man. Hey, I never knew I was in the business of breaking sources, but hey, man, your boy done leveled up. So check me out on Twitter at Cody Lack, C O D Y L S E. In case you didn't know, I'm the Panthers analyst at drafttech.com. Uh, and at the start of every month this year, uh, we're going to have a brand new mock draft out for the Carolina Panthers. It's going to be just as good a year event as any to follow these draft picks, man. So check us out, drafttech.com. And uh, this Friday. No, tomorrow, tomorrow. 
That's right. How could I forget? Tomorrow night, we are interviewing Panther legend Jonathan Stewart. Jay Stu, y'all, he will be here tomorrow talking to us. We're going to be asking him all the dirt, all the juicy questions you want to know about his time with the Panthers, about everything going on now, how much he believes in Steve Wilkes, how we should be using Christian McCaffrey, what happened with Cam Newton, all of that stuff. We're going to be asking him tomorrow, 8 p.m., Jonathan Stewart, C3 Beat Check. Tony Dunn, that's it. All right, CK? Uh, you can find me at Dizzle Allen on Twitter, uh, Instagram, all those places. Um, if uh, you are interested in watching more C3 Panthers uh, podcast content, we do a Madden simulation Friday nights as well, or Saturday uh, nights. Saturday nights. Um, and it'll be at 930, uh, where we simulate the upcoming matchup, and we watch it, and we commentate as though we are... I guess Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. So you guys can come join in on that. Uh, We can try to get some, uh, you know, special guests, maybe see if we can get Matt rule to attend one of them. As somebody said in the comment section, Um, that would be pretty cool. That is a great idea. Oh my God. Yes. Great idea. Oh my goodness. That's what we're doing. Maybe not this week. I'm going to give him a, like we don't want to milk it too hard, too quick. Well, we could do it like a little halftime interview. Yes. All right. Uh, check us out tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Fr- uh, Jonathan Stewart, folks. It's a big. It, I feel like it's a big get for us. Or at least, you know what? It's a reasonable. It is. Get. No, don't downplay it. It is. It's Jonathan Stewart. This is one of the biggest gets that we've ever gotten. Tune in tomorrow night. You're going to fucking love it. Friday night, 7 30? Yeah, Friday night. No, Friday night, 7 p.m. 7. Friday, Friday free for all. That's where literally you can join the show just like you're seeing us doing right now. You can come on the stream yard, make your opinion heard. Hey, man, everybody's nervous. Saturday at, at 9.30, Sunday at 7.30. Bro, we can slay and take us out of here, Cody. Ladies and gentlemen. Until next time, keep pounding.